0: but now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field and Garrison hurt takes advantage of it, he takes the handle, kicks to his right, gets to the 20, he's in the 30, needs
1: to
2: cut in, he comes back up the right sideline, breaks the 4th tackle, comes down to the 30, he's down to the 20, he's out of the 10, he's down to the
1: 5, he's in the end zone, touchdown, touchdown 49ers! 96-yard run from scrimmage, Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle, sweeps down the sideline, Closed after
3: a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To
1: the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10.
4: He died. A down Third
1: down. Alex takes the snap.
4: Alex looking down. And he's getting on.
1: Just For the second down, the Lions takes the fence, throws the plan to the left side. It's Russell, he has The 49ers pick it, and Navarro
4: Bowman, is the Navarro Bowman running it all the
2: way for the touchdown! No greater
0: redemption! San Francisco 49ers, we can do whatever we want.
2: Good, good. Boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and we're here to bring you guys another fun-filled show. This one can have a little bit of a twist on it, guys, all right? You guys have seen all the breakdowns of the film and things like that, and this play and that play in the Doll 22. We're going to break down some pressures today, and I couldn't be more excited to do it with anybody than my man Brian B. What's going on, man? How you been?
5: How you been?
2: I'm all right, man. I'm okay. Not as good as you, though, man. I'm mean, <laughs> smiling, man. You got, you know, I mean, I, I know where you've been. I don't know if you want to put your business out there, but I'm I've been just Happy for you, man. You know what I'm saying? And the team is winning. What's they not like? That's what I'm
1: just gonna say. You know, we got to keep the roll the donations rolling in. And I need to take an exodus from the show because Thursday before the Rams game, we did our la- my last show, and then I went on vacation. And since I've been on vacation, we've been winning. So I just yeah. need to stay on vacation.
2: <laughs> so, so if if we lose this week against Seattle, you got to go back on vacation.
1: Well, we're gonna need some more fundage for that. Okay.
2: All right. All right. We got you, man. We got you. All right. We're putting you in. We're putting you away in a room at least for the weekend on game day. You have to be on vacation.
1: Right. That well, I, you know, world. back on the mainland now. I spent the last, two, you know, week and a half in Hawaii. It was beautiful. I love it. I left my heart there again. Came home. Man.
2: Oh man, it's got to be tough saying goodbye to your first love, huh?
1: Oh
5: yeah. <laughs>
2: guys if this is your first time here on the page man we want you guys to please 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 enjoy the show and if you do give us a thumbs up on this episode here uh turn on your subscriptions all right make sure you guys subscribe and then turn on notifications as well that way you know when we're bringing you an impromptu show not everything gives you a three-hour warning like tonight's episode so make sure you turn those notifications on so you know when we do live breaking news videos and things of that nature all right give us a follow on some of our social media platforms we have twitter and snapchat and those two handles are nothing but nine ERS that is the number nine so it's nothing but and then nine ERS we also have Facebook Instagram and Twitch and that is some variation of nothing but Niners It's spelled all the way out some of it is all together as one long word some of it has underscores in it I think that's the twitch one otherwise you can just type in nothing but Niners and we'll pop right up if you have questions comments concerns reviews anything like that you want to send us an email and give us some of your thoughts about the show please send them here nb9ers at nothing but I spelled all the way out nb9 ERS at nothing, and last, but certainly not least, you guys cannot be the last. The Patreon community is growing crazy over there. Don't be the last one over there. Bonus content live, watching the game together. I mean, it's, it's a big party over there. Make sure you guys head on over to patreon.com slash NB nine E R S the family is growing over there, man. I can't wait for you guys to get there too. Okay. Um, Ryan, yeah. I think we got to start with the injury update, man. Um, we we heard that Devin Funches, who just signed with the team's right. practice squad, <laughs> is now yep. on practice squad IR. Right. Um, and he's he's not gonna play any time soon. what's up with that, man? It was short-lived.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, he got the 49ers it as soon as he got here, so I don't know.
2: I don't don't people have to pass a physical before they can sign with the team?
1: You would think so. <laughs>
2: I just, I don't understand. Like, I know with trades, right? With a trade, a person has to pass the physical before a trade can become official. Right. But, like, it's not like that for people just coming in off the street. They just get to come in and sign a paper and. I'm pretty sure they still have to have a physical. I'm just, I I don't. So what the hell did he get injured doing? He just signed with the team like four days ago. Tripped on the way to the parking lot after he signed his deal. Oh, my (laughs) God, man. that, That check was heavier than he thought it was, huh? Right. I don't know, but he's out, man. Kyle Shanahan is going to break us down with some more of the injuries. Um, but we do know that Trey Sermon is out. They are expecting him to be out for up to at least three weeks. Up to at least? At least three weeks. I don't think I was supposed to throw the up to in there. Right? Sure. He's supposed to be out at least right. three he's weeks.
1: Right, he's not on the – he's not going on – well, he is not yet on the IR, so he doesn't have to be out three weeks. But Right. That's what they said they were expecting, two to three weeks.
2: Yes. So he's got this high ankle sprain thing going on. Um, And it was an injury that was sustained on special teams. Oh, man. And this is not a game that you don't want Trey Lanson because we also lost Debo Samuel and Fred Warner. Now, let's focus on the Debo part. Uh, Debo was expected to be out at least this week. How's that? I used at least right this time, right? Okay. Debo was expected to be out at least this week, which is going to take away a major contributor in the run game. I know that sounds crazy, right? Right. But uh, I'm saying that you don't want to hear that Trey Sermon's is not available because Debo Samuel is injured, and that's going to be huge, man. I mean, Debo Samuel has gotten—he's averaging seven carries a game right now and right. well over seventy yards a game. Um, this is someone that has become an integral part to the 49ers rushing attack, and he's not in there. And then you have Trey Sermon who gets injured and he's out. So how do we how do we feel about this, man? I mean, what what what's, what's your, what do we do with the run game?
1: Well, I mean, obviously they got to do the right decision. I mean by by Debo saying, you know, he was feeling tight. So he got down, got out of the game, you know, that, that takes, you know, anything, takes away the opportunity for him to further injure himself or make it worse. So that was smart on his, his, his part, but you're right on the money. I mean, you look at Sherman, uh, sermon being out. Uh, so now, you know, in while no, RB one is, un, you know, it's not questionable. It's obviously Mitchell, right? So, right. um, you got Mitchell and Wilson, You still have Cannon in there, but he's more of a special teams guy. So, you know, but having the the impact that Debo has made over the last couple weeks in his maturation or whatever you want to call it, but things seem to be clicking for him and to just pull that out, especially when we're going to go against a team who may be not playing well, but they are always a hurdle for us, you know, whether it, you know, whether we hit a wall or it's a close game, um, it's always a team that we have a problem with, regardless of the situation with their mm-hmm. their Manning. You know, we just have a hard time with Russell Wilson. And, and you know, with the way Carroll calls his game, it's you know it's just something that Shanahan – he's always had Shanahan – well, not always, but for the most part, he's always had Shanahan's number. And yeah. uh, it just makes it difficult, you know, when you're looking at it from the outside, trying to see how the piece of – what pieces are going to have to utilize. Because, you know, you're going to expect more out of Ayuk this week. Hopefully, you're going to see more out of Kittle – you know, but if Kittle's having to take up from McGlinchey being gone or your tight ends are doing more blocking, then you have to rely more on your Jennings and potentially your Sherfield you know, and, and pulling these other other weapons that we haven't seen a lot of yet this season. Um, we have them on the team. We just, they're not the packages that have been put in. When when Welker's sending in his wide receiver packages, we're not seeing Sherfield And, you know, if you look back at like, you know, uh preseason and you see the big, trade mm-hmm. to a surefield you're like dude he's why he's wide receiver one right there you know that's yeah you know, that's uh, if he can continue to do that uh, obviously he has must not have been consistent throughout camp um because he didn't earn that spot right yeah so, but i think we're going to see a little bit more uh of the, those players that are um just under not necessarily undervalued but they're just they haven't made that step that yeah some of the other guys have made
2: yeah yeah you're talking about it man it's like you know all right the running back room they're hoping to get hasty back, maybe, right? right? Eh. Possible. But in a game that you don't have Debo as the running back, just talking about the running back role, you have a guy with a pin in his hand and a cracked rib right? who is out there playing his heart out and just ran the ball 27 times in this last game. All right? So now you take away his backup and you put in Jeff Wilson Jr., who's only getting two cat carries a game now, that Debo's emerged as, you know, probably the best back on the team, which is weird. Um, and then you bring Hasty back in there, right? So now you're depending on a guy with a pin in his hand, crack rib, a guy who's getting two carries game just coming off the injury list, and another guy who's going to be also coming back off your inju- injury list. When everyone's watching the Seahawks team lose to Washington last night, and they can all see what we got to do to win the game let run the ball It's what we've been doing. You know, uh, people were talking about how the Niners didn't run 40 times again. So that's not the recipe for success. Wrong. The recipe for success has always been 30. That was the magic number. 40 was just the goal that they happened to surpass two times in a row. And by the way, they were damn close. They finished at 39 this past week. So right. they were right there uh, at the 40 attempts. And it's it's the winning formula for this team. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I get a little hesitant. And then when you look at how it affects the wide receiving uh court like you said you know uh Ayuk is coming into his own that's cool that's great jennings is this a flash in the pan was he just the guy that game we've seen games where debo sam i mean debo samuel richie james is the guy right we've seen games where kendrick Bourne was the focal point was that what was going on with jennings uh you know with the two touchdown game here uh and the, and a big uh third down conversion or is he really coming into his own is he the guy that we thought that he could be uh coming out when we drafted him you know um I like Jennings, but Sherfield we haven't seen too much. Travis Benjamin we haven't seen too much. They're probably going to bring somebody up off a of practice squad uh, to help out with the injury at the wide receiver position, but I just don't know who, and that's a uh, that's that's a major concern. Well, to um,
1: it's, it's more to that point though, I mean, um, you're going against Seattle. Obviously, their record doesn't indicate some of the talent they have on that team. You know, I, I'm never going to take anything away from Bobby Wagner. He's going to take up the middle of the field where Jimmy loves to throw interceptions. And when he's not throwing interceptions, that seems to be his bread and butter area, Uh, that short pass, just like they did in new England, same sort of setup, right? He doesn't go down the field. He doesn't really, or at least when he does try to utilize the sidelines, he always seems to be throwing high in that direction. Um, And so, you know, and then you got um, what the hell is his name? The safety, you know, they got, they got read back. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm more concerned about, about Adams. Adams. Yeah, there you go. And, but they got Reed back also. DJ Reed was yeah. back. Um, I'm just saying they have a, a lot of pieces. So if we do have to use players that are not as experienced or haven't been able to get utilized so much or earn their way on the field, and we're going to have to use them now, the sec, the, yeah, the secondary in, in the linebacking core is going to test those limits, I think. And I think that's why this game is not necessarily as a, uh, Not that we're talking about the game right now, but uh, I think that's why it's going to be more difficult than a lot of people are thinking. I mean, they saw Washington beat them last night, so it seems as though they should be a beatable team. um, But it doesn't necessarily play to our strengths at our current situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Seattle has their backs against the wall, man. Um, Their season is not quite over. They have not officially been eliminated from postseason contention, but they're with eight losses already. uh, Their backs are against the wall. And it's December football. This is the last month to get it right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, And these guys. I mean, look, guys. No Debo, no Fred Warner, no Dre Greenlaw, who we just got back. Um, and I don't know if Greenlaw's for certain going to be out for a while. I don't remember what the uh, what the di- diagnosis was with him. I don't. I don't know where he is. But it was a core
1: injury, I, I think. Right? It was yeah. the Same thing. He was just released from.
2: And either it, it's not good. It's not looking good. I mean, this guy. Now, what are we going to do at linebacker? You know, if Fred Warner's out. You got Al Shayer. Where is he going to line up at? He had to play all three different roles on Sunday. Right. Um, you know, Flanagan fouls. Is that who you're bringing up? Like, what's this? Is right.
1: Aziz will wear the green dot probably? You know,
2: yeah. But it's it's just so strange. I mean, maybe they try to do some kind of package where Hufunga or Tar, Tart, You know, maybe Harris. I don't know what's going on with Marcel Harris. You know, is is healthy? I don't know, man. But this is people are just oh, the Niners are fine. We're going to smoke him and none of that. I'm like yeah. You guys forget, man. Like Seattle, is to us what we are to the Rams. It's just the way it is. Like we we can be as bad as we want. We were we we were on a four game losing streak when we played the Rams. We looked like the worst team in the NFL. We did, and we went in there and we beat the holy hell out of the Rams. I so you, we can't just sit here and be like, oh, it's just Seattle, no problem, right. no big, no biggie. Um, but anyhow, we're gonna keep it moving from that uh, latest 49ers uh, rumors. Um, and Nuggets here. We got a couple of different things to go over here in this segment, and then we're going to break down some pressers, man. I'm excited about that, man. I like that we're going to do things a little bit different uh, than other people. So, um, you know, we mentioned uh, last show, well, not last show, the show before last, how the 49ers got flexed out of primetime against Seattle. This game that's coming up was supposed to be a Sunday night football game, and the NFL said, nah, we don't want to see Seattle back-to-back weeks on (laughs) primetime. So what they did was, though, they did give us a little curve here. Instead of us playing the Bengals at 1 o'clock Eastern, they made us the latest possible slot that's not primetime, 425 Eastern on CBS. The only other game that is starting at this time is Bills and Buccaneers. And so that means that the whole CBS is going to be split. The country is going to be split between those two teams. And I looked, and I don't think we're going to be on over here on my side. Uh, but maybe you guys can catch them on CBS for your local feeds. You know what I'm saying? So that'll be good for the people out there uh, who are looking to watch these games. Brian, what are your thoughts on this, man? The the league interested in seeing some more Niners?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that uh, it puts them in a good position. You know, I, uh, with our current streak, and then going up, what I think the NFL probably considers is we're favored to win that game through through Vegas, right? So. Um, I think that they're looking that we're going to be in a four-game win streak. The Bengals are doing pretty good right now. Let's flex them out and put them into a more viewable space. Um, split the, you know, like you said, split the the viewer map. Um, you're going to have half the country watching one game and half watching the other game. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I mean, it works great for me. But.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be good, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I like that the team gets a little bit of extra rest. Uh, I know it's not much, but, you know, it's it's three hours. It's three more hours where they get to relax and get their minds right and be ready. And I mean, the Bengals, they look pretty good on paper. They're doing their thing. But every time we play them, it's a one sided affair. So I'm not really worried about the Bengals. Um, See, I would have liked.
1: I would like I don't think they've announced they're doing anything yet, but I would like them to leave Seattle and go straight to Ohio. (laughs) because <laughs> we seem to do really well after we do that or when yeah. we're out there you know if we are gonna have back-to-back yeah. away games it'd be great if they could just get out to Ohio to begin with
2: right and they probably will I mean they typically do something like that uh for back-to-back road games but you know I don't know how long the flight is from from Seattle to Santa Clara or, or uh, San Jose or whatever um it might not be worth I don't know I don't know I'm not sure I, I'm with you though, because they when they get on the road and they stay on the road, they're more focused team, they're way more locked in. Absolutely. Um, all right. So that was one of the pieces of news here as far as the latest 49ers rumors. Uh, here's another one here. Power rankings are coming out, and the Niners are slowly climbing some charts. Great, now, this yeah. one belongs to Bally's, like I guess, like the hotel and fitness, Bally's total fitness. Is that still a thing anymore? Um, but the Niners cracked their top 10. And what I thought was interesting about this is that they're the only team that's one game above 500 that made their top 10. Okay? So I saw this, and I'm like, nah, no way. Mike Silver tweeted this out. That's how I saw it. And he actually did the article that corresponds with this power ranking here. Uh, A lot of people did not like the Ravens being number one, especially how they struggled um, on Sunday against their opponent. Who'd they play? Damn, I cannot remember who the Ravens played. But they struggled against them. Yes, the Browns yes it was the browns and uh they barely edged that one out um the packers and cardinals you know most power rankings are just in order of who has the best record every time i look at a power ranking, close, yeah, and it's it's kind of terrible because strength of schedule is not taken into consideration when that happens and i thought it was interesting seeing the niners on here and i felt well actually how do you feel about seeing your, your 49ers ranked ninth on the power rankings of the entire nfl
1: well, I like it because I always view the power ranking as the potential of the team, not necessarily what they've accomplished, but what they think they, what they expect to see from the team. And obviously you can't like, okay, we're going to throw them up in the top five because they really haven't earned that spot. So there is some, some to do with what you've done, but I think to me, it's more about where you're going. Right. right. And uh, so I think that a lot of places are, are, viewing the 49ers as someone who've kind of finally hit their stride and they're going to, their roster is going to start or they're, the scores will start reflecting the roster and the talent that they have.
2: Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. You know, it's like, I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't like seeing this. I like this us against the world, our backs against the wall, uh, no respect from anybody mentality that I felt like we were riding with, you know? And what happens is like, it's, this is still a very young team in my opinion. I know we have veterans all over the place. I understand, you know, our offensive line is full of veterans. Okay, I get that, right? But the skill players, these skill position guys are all on their first contracts in the NFL. Um, I mean, hell, I know Jimmy's an eight-year veteran, but he's only, what, a three-year starter in the NFL, right? Something like that. So I just, I see it as, like, a very, very risky thing. And I don't like seeing us get this kind of recognition, not this high.
1: but again, like you said, it's valleys. It's not one that I guess would be more uh, uh, not accountable, but more. uh, It wasn't like
5: ESPN. Right. Something that people are
1: looking at for more information or looking at PFF where they go and analyze things and stuff like that. Not that we like PFF, but they do analyze the shit out of some data.
2: (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. You know, I went and looked at those other sites and most of them had the Niners around like 12 to 16 yeah so that, 15, was, that was the range 14. we weren't up there but i saw this and i was like oh man i don't want these guys to see this and then here i am putting it on the show right but you know it's like I, I prefer them to stay a little bit more humble i'm hoping that this doesn't seep in because complacency will destroy and derail everything that we have and it's so weird like three weeks ago i'm not kidding three weeks ago i felt like the season was over we're not good enough to beat these opponents on the team like I don't even want the 49ers to make the postseason because if we do we're going to make fools of ourselves right and I'll be honest with you the way I feel I would probably bump us up another spot or two on this list and bring some other teams down the way I feel sure right I don't want the team thinking that I don't want the team to feel that way that I I You know what I'm saying because yeah. I like the fire that they're playing with right, right. now. Right, you
1: play with that chip on your shoulder versus having that extra confidence. I'd rather have you have the chip on your shoulder.
6: Yes,
2: yes, yes, man. And so I just don't know, man. I saw this and I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want it. But um, I tell you what, man, it is good to see that somebody out there feels the way that I feel, whether it be <laughs> right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'll be honest with you. Like I said, three weeks, three weeks ago, I'm like, yeah, the season's over. Fucking. Put Lance in. Not that I think that Lance gives us a better chance, but let's if we're if we're gonna suck, let's suck with Lance and get him some experience, right? That was my mindset. Right, I was I was all for it. Uh, but now I'm like, no, nah, we gotta ride this thing out with Jimmy. Like the team <laughs> is finding the stride. Like we can make some noise in the postseason. There's not a team in the NFC that scares me. You gotta not a trust single the process, huh?
1: You gotta trust the process, man.
2: <laughs> right. There's not a single team in the NFC that scares me. Not the Buccaneers. Not the Cowboys not the Packers, not the Cardinals who have beat us twice already. I don't give a damn about any like, they got to deal with us, not the other way around anymore. Right. Like, this team has found their identity. Even in this last game that we were playing, Brian, they came out and they said, let's try to let's do something a little different. We're not going to run, 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 run. We're going to do some throwing. We're going to toss the ball around a little bit. Let's see what happens. Hey, guys, that didn't work too well. All right, let's get back to the ground. <laughs> they, they, but it's good to know that your team has a switch that they can flick whenever they want. They didn't go into this panic mode and say, oh, shit, we got to keep passing more. It's not working. No, they said, all right, cool. It's a one-score game. Click. Let's run this and do what we need to do. Get the last possession before half, score, and score coming out of half, you get two possessions for free. That's That's the mindset of this team now. They weren't showing me that they could do that before. So now I'm back, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's enjoy it, man, because I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. They got me back on board, man. They got me back on board. All right. Some more news here. Uh, For the 49ers, uh, right here. I mean, I think everyone knew this was coming, right? And I know that, like you said, we don't really do too much PFF or anything like this, but this guy is ranked the number one offensive player in the entire league. Uh, And he's clearly got the first overall run blocking grade um, at 99.1. PFF giving him some flowers. So, of course, we're going to do the same thing and give him some flowers. Did you have any thoughts about this, uh, Trent Williams?
1: No, I mean, I think he's shown that he deserves that where he's at. Um, I don't know that I would say he's the best offensive player in the league, but he's definitely the best tackle in the league. Um, I think we got some uh, – I mean, I get it. Like the, the trenches are where the battles are won, but you still need those other pieces to do special things, right? So, you know, I'll, I'll go be biased, I guess, and just say, you know, you got a, a Mitchell who I would say is doing better as a running back – you know, that's more important uh, to the right. game. But he couldn't be that good if if you don't have Williams blocking for him. So, I mean, there's – to me, he's the best left, left tackle in the game right now. Yes. Um, and I think that that should – that 99.1 or 99.9, whatever they want to give him, uh, is is has been earned. Um, But uh I think that saying he's the best offensive player in the game is a little stretch.
2: <laughs> well, this one right here is just on his run blocking. But for the last two weeks – PFF had them ranked the highest offensive player. player.
1: No, I saw that too. I just Okay.
2: Okay. I don't
1: necessarily agree with that because while obviously vital to the game, so are several other positions. And if right. you know, you take somebody who's you know, being the best at what they do at at another position, that may be more important than the left tackle. You know, if you have right. you know. I mean, unfortunately to me, none of the quarterbacks right now are standing out to be the you know, the best in the, you know, everybody's having down games and yeah. You know, so I get where they're coming from. I just don't necessarily agree that the way that's that's that he's uh, the best offensive player. Yeah.
2: no, I get you, man. I understand. Someone said I dropped an F bomb, did I? Did I really? Mm-hmm.
1: I think you tried to pull it back.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say I I tried not to. I wasn't going to say sorry, but you know, it's, it's I mean, you know, if it happened, it happened. Um Josh Norman will have 5 PI's versus DK Metcalf. Probably. You know, he's, because I do think he's going
1: to be punching that out of DK's
2: arm. These are some of the things that we're going to have to deal with here, guys. And, you know, we saw – did you see the game? Did you Which watch one? the game last night? The last night, yeah. Did you hear – the commentators pissed me off. So the whole first half, they're like, why isn't he throwing – Russell, throwing yep. a DK. I understand that he's covered, but you got to throw to him. you got to throw to him. And then when he starts throwing to him, they do a film breakdown saying, but this guy was wide open. They shouldn't, right. shouldn't forced it. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys can't make up your damn minds. Like, they, mm-hmm. they just like they just talk to talk, right? But you saw as the game started to get closer and closer to being out of hand, two things happened. One, he did start throwing a DK, started giving him a shot. Yep. And two, he started running. And those are the two things that every time they do against us work. Right. They work. So for some reason, Washington, when they was able to, you know, hold them at bay and keep them back, but it didn't work for us. But what do you think about this contribution here from, from Milf Hunter? Uh, Josh Norman Norman plays.
1: I think that's possible. (laughs) We don't, we don't typically. Like I I never want to be like the refs are all biased towards the 49ers because I'm a fan, but it does feel like we get a lot of PI calls that are tit for tat or they're out there just, you know, being handsy with each other, but they don't call it both ways. So it seems like it's lopsided our side, but Josh Norman is horrible with PI calls. Um, And that's, I think it's just his style of play. You know, he plays a more aggressive, let me get that ball out of your hands. That's going to cause you to get a PI. He gets burnt a little bit too. So, right. I mean, so he's susceptible to that. I would really like to see more Lenore out there.
2: Well, so that's the thing, right? That's, that's kind of been the the debate behind the scenes is, uh, Lenore will probably maybe get less penalties, but then you can guarantee you're not getting those, those seven forced fumbles. Sure. That Josh Norman leads the league in. So you have to try to figure out which way it is that but you want to do it, right? You're going to play a
1: team in – with Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson knows that rule book and knows how to manipulate that rule book. Let me, he's the kind of quarterback who will throw a player short to make the the cornerback end up committing PI. He's the type of player that will run and then fake his slide to get an extra three yards before he slides because our, you know, linebacking core will back off because they don't want to get hit with that. So um,
2: I I get you, I get you, man. So you're saying like, give me the sticky guy, give me the coverage guy. Right. Don't worry about it. But see, in my opinion, I want to get the ball out of their hands as much as possible. So I want the guy that's going to try to get the the turn. I I understand where you're coming from.
1: It's just I think that for me personally, going against Russell Wilson and just how it's like going against not to compare the two, but the way that Brady plays and the way that Wilson plays, they're very much they know the rule book and I'm going to manipulate the rules in my favor. That's how they play. They're aggressive, and and they use the NFL's rules uh, towards their team, which they should, I guess. But right. I don't personally like it. But I want you to be successful by your plays, not by utilizing rules that are in place to ensure player safety.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Uh, three more things here to go through on the docket before we get to these pressers, all right? Uh, this one here. Nick Bosa is now fourth in the NFL in sacks at 11 and first in tackles for loss with 16. Um, there were some, there were some streaks that were going on, um, that we were talking about. And I don't think that, um, I don't think either one came through. We were talking about George Kittle had three games in a row with a touchdown. I don't think he got a touchdown this last game. Um, and the other one was that, uh, Arden key had three sacks for the first time in his career. Uh, was he going to get a fourth, which one was more likely to happen? Well, neither one did happen. Um, I know that this tackle for loss thing was something that we were talking about for some reason. I don't remember what kind of streak it was, but it, it's clear that he did get another one because he had 15 uh, previously. So, right,
1: and he's actually tied for first in NFC.
2: Not in the league.
1: Not in the league, but just in the NFC. He's tied for first in sacks. Right. And then fourth overall. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
2: in the the league yeah that's pretty cool though man this is a guy coming back off of injury right he he keeps saying that i know i feel faster like and it's it's showing man it's showing you know um garbage time he got two he got a garbage time sack and Not this past game, but the one before that, he said he didn't even think they were going to count as a sack. He thought it was going to be a penalty because he chased the quarterback out of bounds and kind of pushed him. Um, But it was behind the line of scrimmage, so it counted as a sack. He didn't even realize he got that one. And I'm sitting here thinking, hey, listen, other guys get sacks that way, too. Like, don't knock yourself. But it was almost the way that he was talking. It sounded like he didn't want to accept that sack. Right? Like, I didn't really bring him down, you know, but like, no, other people get that, too. Solomon Thomas, one of his three sacks while he was here was because he chased someone out of bounds. You know, he, he didn't really touch him. It was just a, a guy that went out of bounds. So that's pretty cool. Shout out to Nick Bosa, man. Way to bounce back, man. Um, He's got to be one of the top uh, comeback players of the year. Oh, absolutely. All right. Debo Samuel is in some very rare company. Single season history in the NFL. Thousand yards receiving, five touchdowns rushing, and five touchdowns receiving. Only three players in history have done this, guys. Debo Samuel, Marshall Falk, and the man Roger Craig. One of these guys in the Hall of Fame, two of them should be in there. And the other, well, he's still got a very young career and a big contract coming up, so we'll see how it plays out. Brian, when you see this, I mean, it's just giving some kudos and flowers to the young man, but how does it make you feel, man?
1: Well, it makes me feel good about the longevity of this team, that position, if he can continue at that caliber um, to grow and and, and, and maintain a long, you know, a longer career. If he can, he's kind of, I hate to say it like this, but he's kind of like Kittle. He plays almost too hard. Like he's going to shorten the duration of his career because of how intense he is playing the game. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's
1: uh. so, but I, I enjoy seeing, seeing those numbers, you know, and I think that, and that's part of the reason why I say him being out one to two weeks is going to be painful going against oh, yeah. Seattle and against the Bengals.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. His presence will be missed. And again, I just enjoy seeing the history, man. I, yep. I just enjoy watching what we're witnessing. You know, win, absolutely. lose, whatever. It's like when you were when we were cheering uh 2018. Uh, the team had nothing going for it, but we're cheering like crazy. I think it was 18 for George Kittle to set that record because his, his rookie year was 17. So it had to be right. 18 to set that uh, that tight end record. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it was just something fun to pull for and cheer for. Uh, we had nothing to gain. We had nothing to win. We weren't playing for postseason. But history, he was the best tight end that year as far as receiving yards. You know what I'm saying? It was it was just fun to see. So I, I like that one. Uh, and I'm enjoying what we're what we're experiencing here with Debo um it would be I'm also glad
1: to see that he was able to turn the corner from those early the early season drops that he just seemed to continue to be having you know mm-hmm. he was like a i don't know if that's the numbers are right but it seemed like it was like a 50 60 catch percentage you know it, it wasn't great
2: <laughs> yeah no it was terrible and it wasn't just him either the whole team that was that was what was weird about this three game stretch right it seemed like every deficiency the team had they just it's over right every defi- the drop passes gone the struggles on third down conversions gone like the, the the turnovers on offense gone, not getting turnovers on defense. Go, everything that we struggle with for that four-game losing streak, just poof.
1: with the exception yeah. of with the exception of Jimmy throwing high balls.
2: <laughs> right. Right. But the, you know, but that's what made this uh win against the Vikings special to me is because I kept talking about what happens when we come back to Earth. The turnovers are gonna come back. We're not going to keep getting – well, I did say that was sustainable, the two turnovers a game. I, th- I do think that is sustainable. Uh, but we're not going to catch every pass. We're going to drop some passes. What happens when Jimmy has a bad game or you know a bad series or two? And it was good to see the team overcome all of that. It was really, really good to see that. So uh, I-, I liked it, man. I liked it a lot. Um, and here's the very last thing I have for you guys. Um, the throwbacks are back, guys. Yeah. That's it right there. Uh, Seahawks week, and we are bringing back the white throwback. So I'm excited to see the team play in these colors um they usually bring a little bit of extra juice when they play in these although i think they played in them twice this year and i think we lost both times i think i think i could be wrong here but i feel like we did and i felt like i was saying damn those damn throwbacks y'all said it was a good idea and it was lucky and and it's not anymore but they're back and we're on the road man uh, any thoughts on them brian anything to say
1: no i love those jerseys. i i have the boso with the 75 patch um I, yeah, they're they're. I like the way they look. I mean, I got a red one, too, but I like the way those – why they just look so clean. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. does seem to bring – I mean, I don't know if it's just, you know, carrying over from previous seasons and then 19 uh, when we rebooted them, you know, but it just brings a little bit of swagger back to the team,
5: too.
2: Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It's a lot more confidence and things like that, and, uh, you know, they kind of feel like they have to do it for the old heads. You know, you're playing with uh, some reverence, you know, so I I, I like it. Uh, Milf Hunter is back again. Grant Cohn. Tom Compton is better than Mike McGlinchey. At what? (laughs) You know, I saw, I see Grant on Twitter, like, just stirring the pot. Like, oh, let's, let's, like, I don't know, man. I, when things are so good right now that he has to shake, he, he has to shake the foundation. You know, it's just. I, I don't know.
1: No, I don't but know. I get it. I mean, you know, it's not like us where we sit here and we're just shooting the shit and we're having a good time talking about stuff. You know, that's why people come to watch this show um, because they're going to get the real scoop, you know, and it's, you know, we try to be 100% all the time. But Grant's job is to generate clicks. So he's just going to say most arbitrary shit he can come up with or audacious, whatever word you want to use. You can find your 10 cent word and throw it in there. But that's what Grant does. I mean, and that's his job. So as much as I don't like what he has to say, I understand that that's, he's just trying to, you know, be better than his dad was and,
4: Pay
7: the
1: and bills. make his own name for himself. And unfortunately in the world that he's working in, that's what he has to do.
2: Yeah. But no, this is, this is false. Right. Uh, Tom Compton is not better at anything football related than Mike McGlinchey. Um But I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, the, the way that the team has been playing, you're not calling out, Tom Compton. There's not a lot of crucial passing downs anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's good. It's good, right? Like you you have to see these things play out. And we haven't been in those situations where uh, you know, we're passing the ball twenty five to thirty times in the game. And when we are passing the ball, it's usually short situations, short passes. So uh these last couple of games in particular where Compton's been in there. So uh we're looking good. I like it, man. I'm I'm gonna take it for what it is, but no. I mean, look. I tell you what. I'll even do. I'll even say this. If you truly believe that Compton's better than McGlinchey, fine. Good for you. <laughs> that's. I got. I got nothing else on it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I'm not gonna. Not I gonna might fight question you
1: your football intelligence, but you know, okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, no. I. I won't even. I'll just say okay. Yep. Like there's just certain people you shouldn't. You shouldn't. That's <laughs>
1: just not with. even worth the argument. <laughs>
2: right. Right. It's just you know. I mean, like. Uh, you know, you know what Mike McGlinchey's strength was, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's run blocking.
1: The run blocking.
2: Exactly. What are we doing well? Imagine how much better we will be doing with a guy that can get down the field faster, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying, and, and more effective. I just, all right, fine, yep. All right, here we go. Let's. Are we going to do the whole pre- Kyle pre- Presser here? Uh, what we'll do is we'll go full screen on this bad boy. You tell me when to stop, and I'll pause it. And then, oh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I
1: gotta address the. Uh-oh. Grant Conn is not a reporter for the 49ers. He's a recover for a reporter for Sports Illustrated who happens to cover that team. Right. Our team, unfortunately, he covers our team. Um, but he does not work for the 49ers.
2: That is correct. That is absolutely correct. He does not work for the 49ers. All right. Um, so what we'll do is I'll be watching the other screen, so I won't be able to see you. So you okay. can't flag me down. If you want me to pause, you'll be like, "All right, right there," and then we'll stop and break down what we're gonna do and keep it moving. Okay. Sure. So we're gonna start first, guys. Uh, this is this is our thing here. Okay. Like I said, you guys can go to J- Chapman's page. Uh, he does the film breakdown on his Patreon and things like that. We're not gonna do that here, guys. We're gonna we're gonna keep it over here where we're gonna analyze, overanalyze, analyze, psychoanalyze, uh, <laughs> body language, um, you know, gestures uh speech patterns and things like that over here that's what we're gonna do here this is gonna be a lot of fun man I, I can't wait to do this so all right let's do the screen share boom and shanahan presser boom make this full screen all right we good it looks good over there
3: yeah i can see it all right here we go all right um uh, injuries, injuries from the, from the game, game um Greenlaw had a groin. He was out. Didn't return. Uh, Trey Sermon ankle, same thing. Fred Warner hamstring, same thing. Debo growing, same thing. Um, Marcel was evaluated for head. He was cleared. Same with Bosa. Street had a wrist. Didn't return. Um, and that's it. Go ahead. Any of those seem um, a long term? We're not sure. I mean, we're hoping, and we'll see on the MRIs with, um, you know, with Debo and uh, Fred. Um, but we're not sure yet yeah they all do his looked a little worse um but so i don't know yet we'll find out
4: tomorrow
3: um yeah it's uh i don't know if it's the weight because of you know the playoff implications and records or things like that i think it's the weight because of where the two teams are both out in the year. Um, you know we didn't play any feels good of balls we should have early in the year, I think Minnesota
2: is that okay? I sped that up a little bit.
1: That's fine. I can still understand it.
2: Okay, this is I, this is tortured me. So I no. don't know if you on. Okay. You always
1: watch stuff at twice the speed or whatever, or one point yeah. five or whatever.
2: <laughs> so listening to this in normal speed is driving me crazy. So I'm sorry if if it bothered you. I have no problem putting it back to normal speed. Just let me know, okay?
1: No, it's fine for me. All right.
2: And this is the slowest one. Like I started to do one and a half and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that to them. So <laughs> 1.25 is the lowest one that I
3: could do. Okay. So to, um, you know, me speaking for them, I think they felt the same. And I think both of us have been playing real good ball these last couple of weeks. And I mean, we had some ground to make up and that's why uh, we believed it would be like a playoff game because um, of how the two, win- two teams are playing inspired and um, got everything on the line. And that's why it's a good football game for people to watch. It's not always the most fun, intense wise for everybody, but um, I was real proud of our guys how they handled it and, um, all the different stuff that came throughout the game um, right when it seemed we were good, we weren't, and guys just kept coming.
4: I uh, report was Mitchell. How did do today? How's his finger?
3: Uh, it looked like it did all right. Uh, you know, I, I threw him balls and warm-ups and he didn't have an issue with it. You guys could see how he ran. Um, he was a stud today, uh, just how physically he played. And, um, yeah, you know, it didn't seem like there was any concerns.
4: you were, you were one was you
3: I, I wasn't. Um, our goal was to get more yards rushing today, um, which we, we did. Um, which makes you not be
2: as many run calls, so we'll blame it on that. I'm so glad he said that. I am. Did you hear what he said? Did, 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 so the question was, did you know that you were just one shy to getting your 40 yards rushing in three consecutive games? He said, I did not, but our goal was to get more yards per carry or more yards, right. which means less attempts. Why can't people understand that? Why is that so difficult for people to get? If we cover more ground each play, Let's less plays Let's play. Right. It's just, it's just how it is, man. It's just. Oh, man. Oh, boy. OK. All
1: right. No, I'm with you so far. I feel like he's just being being honest about everything. I mean, I don't see anything in his
2: mm-hmm.
1: mannerisms or, you know, yeah. his uh, nonverbal communication. A, I, you know, so far, he, you know, he's coming off of a win. He's
4: happy.
2: <laughs> yes. And well, you'll see. He's about to flip a switch here.
4: Made today. you play catch with him or did you argue
3: didn't? no i we asked him before um we, we asked if he no well, he was good he gave us a lot of confidence especially here in these last couple of days running ball? no i just i knew that we were going to have to you know going against that offense and stuff wasn't going to be just about controlling the clock and things That's like that you know, we we're going to have to get some yards to score some points and um sure, yards, have, you know some of the runs more yards than the other team or more yards it's tough to get that many called when you have it like that but um I, guys made some big plays that he got these two turnovers um, in the second half, which were huge, and um, we were able to pull it out.
4: Strength or quickness, how much is his vision? I mean, it seems like he cuts back and just sees space very well for Christopher Ruth.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's his number one attribute. I mean, he's, he's good in the other areas, especially you mentioned, but um, he seems to hit the right spot almost every time.
4: He was obviously emotional on the sideline, and he's in the midst of such a, a special season. Did you, did you talk to him at all? I mean, do you, what do you say to him now that he's dealing with this injury?
3: Uh, I, mean, I think he was. I think he was just disappointed. I, you know, I think I, um, I, I we have no idea what it's going to be like. I don't think it's as, as bad as you worry. Um, you know, we're hoping it's a low a low strain. Um, and you know, he he feels that it might be. You know, he he felt it, which you know, that's what happened to Debo in the first play of the game versus Washington last year. I think it's what happened to him in the fourth quarter versus New England. Uh, you can tell when he feels something, he stops right away. Uh, that's why I knew right away on the first step of that that something was there. But by the time that he got to the sidelines, he feel like he saved a real bad injury. And um, we'll have to find out tomorrow.
2: I said you can't uh, I said you can't flag me you got to tell me but i, I you to can see me <laughs> I saw I saw you that time yeah uh
1: no i was, I'm just curious did you happen to look up after you watched this what was his if he had it in the first week against or the first the game against Washington do we know how long he was out after that if he felt similar
2: who who are we, what are we talking about
1: this he just talked about debo he was talking about his groin injury he had a similar injury against Washington. I'm wondering how long he was out.
2: This Not season. That... This season.
1: We didn't pay Washington this season, do we? No,
2: no, yeah. we didn't pay Washington last this
1: season. season. I'm pretty sure.
2: Oh, here I got you. Hold on, hold on. I got you.
1: I'm just curious if we have like if it's a similar injury. How long was he out last time? No.
2: Oh, okay, I I understand what you're saying. All right. So Debo last year, right here. Boom. 2020 he played in. Oof. Well, I hope it wasn't <laughs> He only played in 7 games last year. Uh let's see what we got here for him. In those 7 games for him, he did
1: Or was do we play them last year or do we play them year before? No, I know no, we played no. 19 for sure.
2: W, what are they called now? WTF? FT. <laughs> oh, sorry. We did, we did play, the, he missed the rest of the season last year. We played them in week 13. And, and then he, he missed was the, out rest, the rest, missed of, the the rest of the season. Yeah. I'm sorry, week 14. Week four. And he was out for one, two, three games after that. So we don't know when.
1: Well, he also said something about playing the Patriots. When did we play the Patriots last?
2: Okay, we played the Patriots in week seven and he missed three weeks and came back in uh after the bye week in week twelve.
1: Okay, so probably so two a two three, game minimum
2: three to four week thing here. Uh if the, if if this is the same thing, right? Which is a little bit terrifying if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> um wow, I don't
1: we don't I don't see anyone
2: that's currently on the
1: team to fill the void that he's gonna leave behind, even Multiple players trying to fill that void. I just don't think we have them on the roster right
2: now. No, bro. You're, you're, I'm, I'm right there with you. You're 100% correct. That's, that's terrifying. Um, I'm going to hit play. Yep. But I'm also going to step away for like 30 seconds tops. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Why, and you're
3: going to want to be like, wait,
1: wait. And I'm going
3: to come running back. Okay. All right. I'll look at go. the
1: time if there's something.
3: All right.
4: How do you feel, Jimmy Garoppolo, Blaze?
3: Um, I thought he started off um not no, I great. Yeah, it took him a little bit to get into it. Uh, this is something that I wanted to talk about, so I can't I can't leave right now. Okay.
4: <laughs> Just go do um, what you gotta do.
3: He was missed a couple on that first drive, and obviously that pick um, was inexcusable. He knows that. Um, but the way he bounced back, I thought was great. You know, he made some huge throws. Um the way we finished the second quarter, being able to score there, um, you know, the drive to open up the third quarter, um, that throw to Juice there at second and ten, that was a huge play in the game. Um getting to Trent Sherfield on I think on third down there to start that drive was unbelievable getting to that spot and then unbelievable play by Trent too. Um but Jimmy played good enough for us to win. Um, you know, the drive to open up. Um I thought he started off. Um, not, um I I we have no idea what it's going to be like. I don't think it's can you, as bad as can you can
2: you see the difference in, all right. I might be looking through this too much, right? They're asking these questions about other players and everything in the game and how it's going. And the bill of his hat is, is vertical. it's vertical. to get more
3: yards rushing It's up and down. We, we okay, did. You see the um, up and down? sure you not get as many. And then when he we'll gets to the that. Jimmy Garoppolo question. Um, he seems to hit the right spot. <laughs> He's a every... strength or quickness. How much is his vision? I mean, it seems like he cuts back and just sees. Spot almost every time. He was obviously emotional on the sideline. Um, I, I, we have no idea what it's going to be like. I don't think it's his play of the game versus Washington last year. I think that's what happened to him in the fourth. But by the time that he got to the sidelines, you feel like he saved a real bad injury. Now watch this. Um, we'll have to find out tomorrow. How do you feel Jimmy Garoppolo playing to um, I thought he started off um, not great. Uh, it took me <laughs> a little bit to get into See, it. But I think that's um, him being as honest
1: nights. as he can be about the situation. Yes.
2: No, no, he is. He's being completely honest. He says it's right. inexcusable. Right. We right. talk
1: all the time about how sometimes he seems honest and sometimes he's just lying to us. Yes. But I feel like he's honest with us like 99% of the time. We just like to think he's lying.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, He was, He was. and he gets better. If you listen to him, he starts negative and works his way up. Just right? like Jimmy negative. did
1: in the game. He started negative and just yes. kind of, I mean, he didn't yes. get great, but he got better.
2: <laughs> right, right. If you listen to him, it's pretty cool. Uh, he uses the word inexcusable. I'm going to i am gonna let it play through. I'm going to run and grab what I'm saying. What I want you to focus on and you tell me what you think. Uh, he used the word inexcusable to describe Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the
1: interception, yep.
2: Yeah, on the interception, everything like that. He says something, and I want you to pay attention to it. I'll slow it down also. Uh, he says something along the lines of, um, I knew it wasn't going to work when I called it something right. along those lines mm-hmm. and Jimmy has to know he can't go to that guy or take the sack or whatever, whatever. Like he, he almost, I want you to tell me what you think that meant to him because I wasn't quite sure. I know exactly what you're talking about, but you meant. can
1: play it so I can see, get a refresh.
2: Yeah. I'm going to play that, Uh pay attention to that. And then you're going to get the long winded question from Eric branch saying Um, you use the word inexcusable. You never criticize your quarterbacks that harshly, what was so bad about it? And then he tried he tries to like uh eh, maybe maybe I didn't mean to say it that, that
1: but way. he has used that word inexcusable about interceptions before he has said that specific right. word.
2: <laughs> so I just want you to just pay attention to it all. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in normal speed now. I'm gonna step away.
3: You get the full gamut of it, and then uh I'll be I'll be right back first drive and obviously that pick um, was inexcusable he knows that um, but the way he bounced back I thought was great you know he made some huge throws um, the way we finished the second quarter being able to score there um, you know the drive to open up the third quarter um, that throw to juice there at second and ten that was a huge play in the game um, getting to Trent Sherfield on at the on third down there to start that drive was unbelievable getting to that spot and then unbelievable play by Trent too um, but Jimmy played good enough for us to win
4: that spot because he wasn't the first he wasn't the
3: intended target no yeah that's not where it started
4: you talking to jimmy after the reception you've yeah. said you don't necessarily like to do that you like to it on the headsets why did that happen and what were you communicating to? Him? oh i just
3: he, i just want to hit him here directly for me um on the headset you know i'm talking to coaches and they can pass along information and um you know i just told him the obvious what he missed and um told him to let it go and we're going to come right back to you and we need you to be aggressive with from the rest of the game and um, and he was and he handled it, right?
4: right. Uh, obviously the form didn't look great Yeah, you know, we could all see that, but which one, say, uh, Jimmy's interception, you say inexcusable. You rarely, you know, are, are that harsh with your quarterback, uh, critiques. Why was that so egregious? That-
3: um, I mean, I just wanted to use a bigger word there than I usually <laughs> use and I'm a little amped up. So, I'm, that was stupid of me. It probably, that's. He just, he knows it was, you know, he saw it and, you know, it wasn't a good play call. No one was there. You take the sack or you hit the check down and um, he, he knew that. And I oh, knew because it because I, I could see it wasn't a good play call, call soon as soon yeah. as I called it. So that's yeah. kind of what I meant. Like, it's not like it had a chance. Um, so that that's, you, you, we got to count on anyone who doesn't have a chance. We don't need those rogues right away. And um, he understood it pretty well. the
4: play the down right sideline there toward you, you running down the sideline there. It looked like you were trying to, what
2: was going on? All right. All right. So you got you got a chance to hear all that. Guys, do not take a drink every time Kyle says, um, you will <laughs> lose. You will have kidney failure. Right. Like, it's just, just don't super bad idea. <laughs> please don't do that. All right. We love you guys. We want we want your views. We want you to come back <laughs> and keep watching. OK, don't please don't do that. Um, What, what were your thoughts on it all, man? <clears throat>
1: um. So if you go back, there's a – where he says – and I didn't catch the time marker, but um, after he goes and he talks to him, before Eric Branch asked asked the question, he said something to Jimmy about, um, you know, you need to get over it. But they still wanted him to be aggressive. And I think that a lot of people that watch the games don't understand him being – Aggressive as a quarterback, sometimes you're trying to slide that ball into windows that are super tight, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Other quarterbacks may not try to do that, but I feel like that's Kyle asking him to do that, which is going to put him, since he can't always make those throws in potentially a bad situation as a quarterback, right? Um, but the fact that he tried to, I don't know, take, he, he told I don't want to he say paid. he was trying to take ownership of the, the play. Um, but he definitely tried to say that the play wasn't going to work. It was my fault. I noticed that. But Jimmy needs to see that it's also not going to work and right. find a better outlet versus taking your first or whatever um, position that was at whatever right. whatever whatever the
2: play was designed for. Right. Whatever the read was. was. He did say that he also wants him to continue to be aggressive. Uh, right. but not not. I think I think when he's talking about that. Um, you know, he's he's focusing on not so much the tighter windows as much as letting it rip. Like, you don't always have to take the check down. But I, so I don't think that was related to the same play is what I'm trying to say. I don't think that was. No, I agree. I think
1: that he was telling him he wanted to be progressive going forward, but.
2: Right. I like, don't like call Shanahan's, scale.
1: Shanahan's thought process of being aggressive is to push the lit envelope. You know, it's not just about you know, throwing that long ball. It's also about trying to squeeze into those tight windows that are going to end up being contested catches, which is fine when Debo's out there. And most of the time when Kittle's out there. But other than that, I mean, you'll get a couple from Ayuk, but usually when Ayuk catches the ball, he's, I think he's pretty much open,
4: <laughs> you know,
1: or at least he's not involved as many contested catches as Debo. I guess I should say it that way.
2: Right. Um, and so the other thing is that he has, a uh, so like Jimmy has this tendency after he throws an interception, where everything turned into a check down the, the balls downfield are just going right. to come to a very like a, a halt or a, a, a you know what i'm saying like it's right. a, he doesn't trust a himself field. at that point right and so that's what i think kyle shanahan was telling him i wanted to get this through to him not the right. coaches i could have talked to the coaches but i wanted to be the one to tell him hey i still need you to be that guy that you were before the pick right. don't change it up so that's what i that's what i thought uh we're talking about so good, good breakdown, man. We both caught it. All right, I'm gonna hit play again. We'll let this thing keep cooking, okay? 1.25. <laughs>
3: There we go. I was just to learn the ref that we were about to double move that guy and that he was going to be on. <laughs> I love that he said
4: that. What's
3: that? Yeah, I mean, we're, I think we definitely played our best football these last three games and um, just in all three phases. You know, I thought this one was a huge one because it was a little different than the last two. Um, you know, because it came down to the wire and um, things went good for both sides at certain times in the game. And then um, the momentum flipped a number of times. you know I thought we had the momentum big time at the beginning of the game. That's, that's why I was a little disappointed with a couple missed plays on offense and in the, in the pick, because it felt like we lost it right there. And um, at the end of the second quarter, I thought we gained it right back. And um, then we were able to score on the open drive of the third quarter. And then the defense getting that turnover and getting us down there right away. Um, and the, all the guys that went out in the second half. Uh, I just It was really cool. The adversity our guys kind of overcame. And, you know, right when you feel like you have momentum, the kick return, which kind of flipped it back. And Right, when we went on that long drive, we thought we had it. Then we missed the field goal and our D didn't hesitate. You know, they went out there and stepped it up. And I was just really proud of everyone on the team and everyone involved in this building.
4: Um, that sequence at the end of the first half. And then you get the ball back and score again. Yeah. The but um, when you take over in the second quarter with whatever it was, 820 left, um, you know, there's always with the way you guys work the clock there around midfield. Always, I'm sure, leaves some anxiety with the fan base. I can tell. And did that work out exactly <laughs> like you drew it up and wanted it to be?
3: Yes, that. I mean, not, it doesn't always go right, but that went exactly how we wanted it to go. You know, it, it's third and eleven, and um, you know they're really good third down defense. We're in field goal range. They have three timeouts. Um, we had one. I believe yeah, we had one um, and we, we wanted to make sure we didn't give it back to Kirk and that offense with three timeouts. Um, so when it was third and 11, we take the clock down long enough to where um, if we do get the first, we still feel we have a chance to score, um, but we're gonna make sure if we don't get the first, they don't have a chance to score. Um, so that was the goal on that. But then Jimmy made a hell of a throw to Iuke, um, which just got it, which got us down there. And then I think we scored to Juwan. I think it was the next play. So that worked out perfect. And again, the ball in the third quarters why you try to lap someone.
4: Kind of cat and mouse because you guys went to the line of the scrimmage quickly on third and nine. Did you do not want them to call a timeout?
3: No, that's because it was at the uh, it was right before the two minute morning so I knew I wasn't gonna call a play so we ran to the line to f- the the first one where we went up there and we did a couple motions and didn't snap it. We were trying to get it so to get them off sides because we knew we weren't gonna snap one. Then there was another one. Well, it
4: was uh what would it have been it was the third and nine you guys go up to the line of scrimmage, they didn't call a timeout and you finally call a timeout that one we
3: was- did because we weren't in the right spots. Yeah, the time before it, we went up there, faked it, because we knew we had the two-minute warning. We just tried to draw them all sides. Then we re-huddled, went out. We didn't have the right guy in the right spot, so we called a timeout. Then the next one, we meant to run.
2: You're on mute. Have we ever snapped the ball before the two-minute warning? Like, we yeah. run up and fake it every – I've you're never right. seen us really do it. I've never seen us really do it. I don't even know why Kyle tries that shit. Like, bro, you're not doing it. Stop it. I thought it
1: was funny that he said that they weren't in the right spots. And then Kirk Cousins wasn't anywhere near the right spot.
2: <laughs> oh my God! This I like how good.
1: jovial is. I mean, I know it's partly because he's like riding that high, coming off of a win. Yeah, you know, and it, and a win that the team needed. Um, yeah,
2: but and I think they, they needed still to be the able to be of-
1: jovial with the reporters is, is nice.
2: Yeah. I think they needed to win in this fashion to overcome all the adversity he talked about. He said, we thought we had things going and there was the kickoff return, or we thought we had to go in and Then we get the long drive and we missed the extra of the field goal. Like right. we needed to win when things weren't perfect to let right. the guys know that, Hey, this is still football. And this team, like you watch those four losses. Once one thing didn't go our way. Yep. That was it. You might as well just packed it up from that moment. It was, it was over. And they really, really like, like I said, man, they needed to win this game in this way against a team as desperate as us. And that that's gonna carry some weight into Seattle next week. I really do think so. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll finish this thing up here. Sorry, I keep
3: cutting you guys off. No
4: worries. On a down. Green even today at times without Fred How important has been for you this year? Oh, Aziz has been
3: huge. Um just the plays he's made. Um, you know, Greenlaw, you know, losing him after week one. Um, after the first half you know Aziz had to come in and play like a starter and he's done that before in the past um, but he's definitely done it this year and I think he's been one of our better players um, the energy he plays with how he runs around uh, he's prepared every week and getting his hands on those two balls at the end were great um, and all the linebackers you know we lost Greenlaw um, lost Fred um, Marcel came in and it was frustrating he had that big hit so they evaluated him for a concussion um, which is understandable that was also at the end of the third quarter so he sat there for five minutes when the commercials were going and stuff, Then they both whistle, re-huddle, and then they pull them out to evaluate them. So we missed him for a whole drive. Um, that's why, you know, K-1 did a great job because we had to play nickel for a lot of stuff, cause, um, and all those guys stepped it up. Um, Mitchell uh, enables him to – it looks like he got one, but no, he got three. He gets three and no, he got five. You
4: know and it seems to happen all the time. Is that something you can, you can coach him to do or
3: you just have it, or you know? Um, you try to coach guys to do it. Um, but it's, it's pretty hard to, um, you know, the guy's got to, I mean, that's the style he plays with. I mean, he, he runs the right holes. You know, he's talented, but that's also what's inside of him. I mean, he's, he is gritty. Um, he competes for every single yard. Um, and I always tell him that it makes it easier to call runs. You know, my, one of the biggest things for me is to play calling and I tell those guys is when I see with my own eyes that it's um, going to be second and 10. Um, so I start to look down and think about what I'm calling next, and then people in the box tell me it's second and six. And I don't really believe them. Because I saw that he was going down, and I don't realize that he fell forward and got four yards and went like that, which he does all the time now. Um, you, you keep going. It helps you keep doing
2: it. That's huge. That's huge, by the way, what he's talking about there with Mitchell. He's talking about with Mitchell how it looks like uh, – okay. Uh, it's huge how he's saying that You know, Mitchell gets hit, and he feels like, okay, like it's going to be second and nine, and it turns out being a second and six because of how he falls forward and uses yep. his frame to get a couple extra yards every single time. And and they ask, like, is this something you teach? He's like, you wish you could teach it, but it's not how it normally works out. But with him, it seems like it always does that way. And that's why his yards per carry are the way that they are, man. It's, it's really incredible. It's something to see, man. he, he has feel like, like
1: that's something that Bobby T has to be putting in their heads, though, too.
2: Well, I mean, I Frank Gore, I think I think it might just be in some players, because Frank Gore never fell backwards. Frank Gore was always a guy to like slow motion fall forward. It used to piss me off, but like, <laughs> that's just how Frank Gore was. You know what I'm saying? You never saw Frank Gore get up off his back. At least I didn't. You know, it's, it's hard for me to remember seeing Frank do anything like that. Okay. Uh, and then there was a comment that was up here. Uh, go ahead. Where, where'd it go? Uh, hold
4: on.
2: They go on to promote Travis Benjamin.
1: So I thought they had already done that. I could be wrong, but I thought he was already on the 53. I thought, I thought he was when, on
2: special teams.
1: I thought Ooh, when Sanu God. got bounced, he got promoted.
2: It's possible. It's pop- I'm not quite sure, but I feel like I saw him out there already. So is Funches is really on IR? Yes, Randall. Randall, where you been, bro? Like, we we talked about that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> where Randall been, man? Randall wants to start it late with us, but we think, we're glad that you're here, man. We're glad that you're here. All right, let's get back on this Kyle Hold Shanahan up. journey. We got about, oh, man, four more minutes of this. So here we go.
4: That you're going to be a game out of fifth place now in the NFC. Is it almost
3: feeling like things are breaking for you? you Half the game, that? by the way. Uh, no, and that's good to hear, but I actually didn't – I don't know any scores right now. Um, and it's way too early to, to care. I mean, you look at this stuff at the end of the day, but, you know, it's – there's what do we have last, six games? About six games? And there's a lot a lot left to be played. I mean, last year at this time, we were moving to Arizona this Tuesday night. Um, so I'm quite fortunate for that. Hopefully these next two days nothing changes. Um, but we were there for a long time, so we got a long –
4: so how much trust do you have in him? I mean, to give the ball 27 times with a broken finger. And as a rookie, I mean, guys like, you know, veterans, you've had trust built up over years. But when how did you sort of earn your trust so completely? Busy.
3: Um, I mean, you got a gut of it through training camp, just watching him every day in practice. And um, then when Raheem went down, um, you know, on the second play versus Detroit, uh, just watching him go in right away and just no hesitation that looked exactly how he did in practice. And um, but what he did the next week versus Philly and um, playing through a number of those injuries he had, just nothing's too big for him. And you know, and he's and he's honest too. I mean, that's why he didn't play last week, because um, he, he couldn't fully protect himself and he was close, but he couldn't. And um, this week, as the week went, um, when he said he was good, he, he means it, and um. Earns your trust. Well, obviously, news
4: out. what's been happening with Juwan Jennings behind the scenes? That's allowed him to be in position to have
3: the trust to be a target to come on like that. Um, I mean, we were we were hoping for it in, in training camp, and he was close. And um, you know, he had a setback to start with COVID. I think he missed ten days, and right when he started to come on and, and um, push for more playing time, I think he had a setback versus the Chargers, where where he was out about a week and a half. Um, so just really went into the season unhealthy and missed a lot at the beginning. So he just wasn't one of the the top guys at the time. Um, when you don't earn that spot in training camp. You know, it's really tough to get it back because there's not a bunch of competing in practice. You know, you put in a third down plan and, you know, you you want the guys who are doing it to get those reps. And the way Sanu had been playing, um, Sanu earned it. First of all, he was definitely one of our top three guys throughout camp. Um, But the way Sanu was playing for us to start out this year, um, I thought he was one of the more consistent, better guys. And Jawan's been waiting for his opportunity. And um, it happened when Mo got hurt. And each week he's gotten better and better. And um, we like having him out there.
2: Let me ask you this question, man. Yeah. Is... Jennings, the guy to start opposite of Ayuk this week.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I, and I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I know that he's. We never got the real opportunity to see him. Um, I don't think we would have drafted Jennings had Hurd worked out. Jennings was the replacement to Hurd. I think they knew that Hurd was going to leave. Like he wasn't getting any better. They were hoping that he would, but I think that they knew that he wasn't. That's why we drafted Jennings. I think that he is Hurd's replacement. He is doing what they hoped Hurd would have done.
2: I understand that logic, but I disagree because okay. only only because of how closely they were drafted. They were drafted the following draft from each other. It's not like we had Heard for two seasons and it didn't work, and then sure. we drafted Jennings. It was one year, one injury, and keep in mind when when the uh, when we drafted Jennings, Heard was supposed to be healthy and back, right? And then hurt himself again, right. And missed that whole season. So at that time, they were expecting to have both of them when they drink. Okay. That's the only reason I don't think that. That's the only reason I don't think that.
1: I see what you're saying. No, I, I, I get that. I think I, I lose the fact that Juwan was hurt that first season. That he was right.
2: Like- he sat out. Yes, exactly. He sat out because he got hurt also. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's what, that's the only reason I've heard people say that before and I don't usually say anything, but because it's just the two of us, I, I say it, but I've heard people say that before and I just, I don't think that. No, I,
1: I, I like the analysis of the timeline because that changes my thought process on that, right. obviously. Um, and I, and I totally forgot that, he was basically redshirted his first year, mm-hmm. um, but I did. I was going to say something earlier before you restarted. The fact that coaches run down the sidelines to tell referees that somebody's going to get a PI because of a play design—that's the second time we've heard that he's going to do that. Right? Mm-hmm. We heard it over the headset one time this year already, and right. then, and, or was it last? I don't remember. We heard it once already, and so to hear it again, it's just funny because you don't hear anybody other coaches. I I don't watch pressers for other teams, but you would think it would be somebody would have written an article about it or been on Twitter or something.
2: And we saw him uh, do that two years ago during the Super Bowl run. Uh, He was like, look, watch this play. This is going to happen. He's going to hold Kittle. And the ref throws the flag. It was like the mic'd up on the sideline or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the ref throws the flag and calls a holding on on George. Um, I mean, and then I don't know if you you said you don't watch the team's pressers, but Mike Zimmer said that the Niners were holding every play.
1: Well, I did see that one because I saw the Kittle's rebuttal.
2: <laughs> what the Kittle, oh wait, Kittle snap back?
1: Kittle, yeah, Kittle had a response to that. He said basically, this players should play better, have make better plays, or something along those lines. Oh. oh shit!
2: Okay, GK. All right, all right. Look at us clapping back at coaches now.
1: That's, all but I'm right. just like, it happens. Like, there's no reason for a head coach to make a statement like that when we know that it happens week in and week out against all teams. It's all not like 30. okay, the 49ers are known for holding. At a minimum, I think that the fan base has made it known that Bosa can't play a game without being held, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Damn near mm-hmm. can't play a snap without being held.
2: Exactly. So- I
1: mean, he'd probably have 40 sacks by now if they'd let him just go.
2: Right. <laughs> Very interesting, man. I It's it's phenomenal to see that a, a head coach just, like, went out of his way. Hey, they're holding every play. You guys will call shit. Shut up. Shut up. All right, here we go. Here we go. You need to see why you did the
4: so often but you know close to more than or close to 30 carry the last two games you have to be cognizant of making sure he, he makes it to the
3: end of the season. yeah i mean you always do yeah, it's there's certain things with wear and tear um you know that people talk a lot about which um i think it comes down to less about wear and tear and more about not getting hurt which obviously the more carries you get the more chances you have to get hurt um, but i don't always just correlate carries with that i you know but percentages go up but i'm not going to ever be sitting there in the game and be worrying about that totally, but we're, we're aware of all that stuff, and you know, I think we do mix it around, but um, you know, we usually go with the guy who we think is most effective on a play.
2: All right, thanks, guys. All right, so that's gonna do it for the Kyle Shanahan presser there. Uh, we thank you guys for checking that one out. Um, so what were your big takeaways from that, Brian, before we do the next one?
1: Um, I mean, I kind of we kind of talked about it away along the way, but I think that Get
7: away with
1: his program. uh, his just being like honest with. Uh, like all of his responses were genuine is what it seemed like, you know, even when asked about what his convert or how his conversation was with Jimmy, he, I don't feel like he pulled any punches about what he he may not have told us verbatim, what he went over there and said, but I think the gist was put out there to the reporters. You know, like you said, you know, get over this one. You made a bad call, but we still need you to keep playing like that. You know, essentially had to be some sort of conversation. I'm sure there was more to it than that, but, um, there's my um for, for the show.
2: The drinking game. I got you, buddy. I got you right here.
1: <laughs> but I do have a question because I've seen it a couple of times. As soon as we were talking about Mitchell, people – I've seen a lot of – on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people putting it out there. I don't think I've read an article or anything yet. I'm sure it's coming. But uh, people are talking about Mostert and, and Mitchell being a two-headed, dra- you know, dark dragon or whatever next year. And I'm like, he's not – Mostert's gone. I don't think Mostert's coming back. After the way he was treated by the fan base and the way his family reacted to that and the fact that he was just like, I'm out and we don't have him under contract for next year, I don't oh,
2: think and he's is his Last year in the contract, right. That's what people right. keep forgetting, is that he's not under contract. I think that people, like, I, I don't know if there's a sport that this happens in, but, like, if you don't play four games out of, like, if you don't play a quarter of your games, like, your contract carries over to the next year, that doesn't happen here, guys. No. That's, not, that's not how it works. Mostert's not coming back. He's not coming back. I, I, the moment he got hurt and went on and opted for a season ending IR surgery, I said, we have seen the last of Raheem Mostert in the 49ers uniform. And I agree. This was before we knew the stud that um, Mitchell was going to be. So I, I just don't, I don't think, I don't think so at all. I don't think so.
1: Well, I think that by going and drafting, like we may not have seen the monster that Mitchell was going to be, but having Wilson coming back, bringing Sermon in, getting Mitchell, it just, it was paying a picture of that door closing for Raheem. Absolutely. And then obviously with the tweets that went out or whatever about the fan base, you know, basically, you know, threatening his family or whatever the hell it was that, that shouldn't have happened um, that made it so that he wasn't, I don't, I don't think he wants to be back part of this fan base. Right.
2: To be honest. Yeah. Not at all, not at all. So, and I don't blame him. No, no. Who, who would? Who would? Uh, he's got a beautiful family. He's got to go out there and take care of. Now I know that he will. He will seek more employment. Uh, this is his means of income and his way of taking care of his family. So I know that he will seek employment. And who knows? Maybe there is a deal to be struck that you know. Maybe we offer him the best. Who knows? You know. I'm sure that. The, you know what? He'll probably be in LA. <laughs> I no well no because LA, I mean you look at what they're doing with Henderson, you're talking about the Rams. Yeah. You look at what they're doing with Henderson. He's he's a you know, and we, by the guards, he's not getting outside like Mostert does. I I don't see him fitting that kind of system. That's not how they want to use Raheem Mostert. I, I don't like when we used him like that.
1: Right. I think you that know? if they had him down there, they might utilize him the way we do and it would open oh, up more yeah. of McVay's playbook. That's Since you true. know his and Kyle's are basically the same, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be dangerous though god damn it all right don't get me all upset about that now i, don't, I don't want to change subjects all right um we're gonna do one that i i have to, all right, i gotta put this out here one of my least favorite players to watch impressors anymore is what we're doing next i like <sighs> like every time i go to watch his pressers listen to him even mic'd up i just like get this like Come on, let's just get this over with, feeling. So, we're gonna go ahead and start this one here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I present to you guys our next presser breakdown here, George Kittle.
1: <laughs> at least you get to hear him clap back.
2: Oh, he says it in this.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh, so I it's see. I saw the end of it. of it. They asked him about the Mitchell, sh- uh, the Mitchell. Sh- he's like, "What? Mitchell's awesome." Yeah. I remember that, but I don't remember him talking about. He talks uh, about
1: that in the beginning, and then at the end is when he talks about, or he gets asked the question about what Zimmer said.
2: Oh, okay, cool shit. All right, all right, good then. I I, I get to hear it then. We're on one point two five. If it's too fast, I will slow it down. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, here we go. I don't hear anything.
1: No, I got nothing. It's it's on the mute button on the yeah. YouTube. There
0: we go. Hey everybody. Oh, I got my Eliza Mitchell shirt on. I think he deserves it today. He got a good one. What twenty seven carries? 130-ish yards. That's a good if day. The he back knows to that off.
1: right there is awesome.
2: <laughs> All right. So I'm already annoyed with the, oh, hey, everybody. Like, he didn't know he was at the podium. <laughs> like, he didn't know he was at a presser. He didn't know. Like, you, you walked up there. Oh, hey, what are you guys doing here? Hey, at I, least it I, wasn't,
1: hey, I, or how, however he does it with his Canadian accent that he tries to do. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I hate it, man. Like, oh. Uh, but yeah, no, they 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 are well aware of what Mitchell is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like you're absolutely right. Like it's it's there. What's
4: you
0: most about him? I mean, if you just watch him when he runs, he runs downhill. And a play that's blocked for three yards ends up being seven yards. A play that's blocked for one yard ends up being four yards. When he gets hit, he always falls forward. I mean, that's in the NFL. You have to be able, to – as a running to be able to break arm tackles. You have to be able to fall forward. You get uh, pushed back on some of those, you know, second longs, so all those that type of stuff. But, He's he just runs his, his tail off, he's very physical, physical and, uh, and he, he just, just takes quick decisions. He doesn't second guess himself, so he, he just runs downhill, down down down, down down, okay. which is what, what you need to, be good, to be in do in our offense.
4: Uh,
0: I think he just, just loves football. football. Uh, he, he shows up every day, he, he works. works, he's there, there every day when you know rehab's supposed to start, he's on time for everything, he does everything that he's supposed to do, and I think just because he does everything he's supposed to do, just sets up sets him up for success. And that's what you want to see in the rookie.
2: It's the first time in George Kittle's career. The first four questions asked to him were not about him or Jimmy. Yes, I just want to <laughs> point that out. I just want to point that out. This has never happened in his career before, and his demeanor has changed since.
0: So, hundred percent. I think he, I think he surprises everybody. Um, Just like when you're fast, I mean, like, I mean, like, I don't want to compare him to Raheem because I think Raheem is like very unique in his skill set. But Elijah hits the holes downhill like Raheem does. Like he's not going to run at twenty-three miles an hour, but. That, like five yards in between where he gets the ball through the line of scrimmage he's just so explosive and so fast i think guys just oh hey i'm gonna get him with an arm tackle because he's not the biggest back in the world but he just runs through arm tackles and you saw that you know catch that he broke a tackle on fell forward for 13 yards something like that he just does it consistently to
6: well
0: that was really stressful so uh sigh of relief um that was a tough one but um i mean just we're excited you know our defense you know we had a turnover early and then our defense comes right back and they get two turnovers uh, shout out to Aziz and our guys for stepping up. You know, and that's that's been our <clears throat> that's what killed us early on is we had so many turnovers and our defense was getting them. And now we're our defense is helping us out a little bit, and um, and that allowed us to you know get that win. Paying attention
6: to where you are in the playoff race because you're moving up every week.
0: Nah, I mean we got six weeks left. Football, um, a lot can happen in six weeks. You now we had a hell of a challenge coming up this week. Um, going to a.
2: Do we believe that they don't know where they are in the playoff race after every game? Honestly.
1: You know, I've never played. I mean, I know that when I played high school football, I wasn't like worried about where we were at in the championship bracket or anything like that as the season went along. So I don't know if that changes as you change levels of competition. I I didn't play in college. You know, I didn't, you know, obviously not an NFL player. So I don't know if that mindset, if you carry that. Okay, now we're in the sixth seat. Now we're in the seventh seat. I don't know if you're constantly worried about that after every game because there's still – you know, two thirds of a season left for. Excuse me, one third of the season left to play.
2: Okay, all right,
0: and yes, guys, I do have a sped up still. Okay, all right, here we go. Great stadium. You know, a team that uh, I think people say are struggling, but whenever we play them, it's always a really, really good game. So, uh, just excited for that challenge.
4: It was felt like
0: it would be a, sort of like a playoff game to, to did feel like that oh yeah i mean i think the atmosphere was amazing i think our crowd brought it you know the faithful always they always bring the energy um we gave some things to cheer about today and just the intensity uh the f- passion from the fans it definitely it definitely did not feel like week one or two it felt like we were rolling and uh definitely felt like a higher stakes game so he didn't Start
6: out with the best day today but he ended up locking in and having a much better day was there anything in particular that you saw from him that helped him focus in
0: I mean, you just got to pitch and catch, and once you get a, once you get one or two under your belt, and you start rolling, that's all it is. And I think Jimmy did a great job, and um, you know, bouncing back. You know, yeah, he had a couple overthrows early, but you know, he made the plays when we really needed them, and he got guys the ball when they needed to get those passes. And you know, whether it was Juice, IU, you know, guys made big plays there at the end of the game. Went
6: through that on through a game, what did
0: he like on the sidelines? Totally fine. I mean, he said, "Hey, I'll be better," and you know, that's kind of how we are. Hey, you got to play better, and that's what he did. He came out um, and he played better. I think our whole team played better after those first two drives.
4: You know, Samuel done for your offense the past four games in particular?
0: Uh, everything. I mean, he just uh, we can just go out and every personnel um, and they don't know if we're going to be throwing the ball or he's going to motion the backfield. And when he's in the backfield, you don't really know what we're going to do. I think he just adds a, a dynamic to our offense that you can't really prepare for. Like, yeah, sure. Load the box and you can put out, you know, base personnel if you want to. And when we have four wide receivers out there and he's a running back, but we can just throw it out of that. You're going to get someone matched up on a linebacker that's bad for you. So he just allows us to, you know, put the defensive positions where we want them. And I think that's why uh, we've been doing it so much.
6: Where you were three weeks ago, Was there any ever any doubt that you'd be able to bounce back to the level that you guys
0: have? No, I think that we have really good football players on this team. I think we have really good coaches and we are just underperforming. Like I said, turnovers kill you. I mean, you can be one of the best teams in the league. And if you have turnovers, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, like if you're plus one, it's like an eight percent chance of winning. If you're plus two, it's ninety something. When you're minus three, it's kind of hard to win. I and mean, we haven't done that since Pittsburgh in 2019. So uh we're just taking care of the ball. And I think I've always said like we practice well. Every week we always have high high level practices. Um, but the longer you get into the season, I think guys are feeling it. Um,
2: do we, do we believe what he's saying here? Uh, because this is not the first time we've heard a player say this. Um, the answers are in the building already. Mm-hmm. We don't need outside help. Like, we, we have the tools. We're just not executing. Uh, we heard Trent. And the players that we hear say that are the veterans like George Kittle. They're right. the guys who are at the top of their positions, their respective positions, right? Uh, Trent Williams went to the podium and, and was very clear, like, we don't need anybody from the outside. All the answers to our problems are already in here. We just got to get it together. Um, right. And she just asked him, you know, you guys, three weeks ago, did you believe that you guys were able to turn around like this? He's like, yeah, because we knew it was here. We've always been practicing well and da 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 Do we, are we, you don't think that the players doubt like this is a good team?
1: I don't think that they have any doubt this is a good team. I mean, they look, you gotta, well, from my perspective, I, I think, when I think about how the players are 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 in the locker room, like, obviously George is a team guy, right? He's not gonna, I've never heard him say a bad thing about anybody on the team. Like, even if that day that Brian Allen got tore up all over the field, the cornerback that got tore up. He didn't make a bad comment. He's not going to make a bad comment. He's just a good team guy. I don't think, I mean, he's given a political answer, but I don't think like when a team is, uh, trust each other, the way these guys seem to, I feel like it is just an underperformance. I don't think that they, like they, they weren't sitting around going, we need to go get OBJ. We, that's what we, that's the missing piece to make this work or, I wish we had Von Miller on this team. Like, I don't think that they're thinking that I think that they have the players, um, from their perspective that they believe they can win with, you know, no different than how we started the season. When we looked at how the team has been built over the last couple of years, you know, we, when you look at the paper, it looks like we should be a fairly competitive team. If not one of the best, if not the best in the NFL, but you know, uh, I'm sure that there are some players, and I can't speak for everybody. They're not me. Um, I'm sure there are some people who have their doubts, but this is also a young team that's growing. I mean, you're seeing uh, through their process, they've gotten, like, obviously, even with George, I mean, you're getting third, fourth, fifth rounders, sixth rounders that are productive. You know, you're getting uh, – you got a rookie safety in there who I think is better. I personally think is better than Tart. Like, I think that
4: his – is bright. right.
2: You, th- wait, wait. You think <laughs> be- I'm that sorry. Thing. You think he's better than Tart at what?
1: Just in general.
2: <laughs> all right. I can't, I can't argue about against in general. Cause I don't, I don't know what in general means. So I can't. All right. I'll let it go. It's another argument for another time. We'll, we'll, sure. we'll do that later. Maybe. All right.
1: I just think that, I think that that's Tart's replacement. I think that Tart. Be I, agree,
2: I agree with that. So I think I that do, if I you're replacing
1: somebody, you're better.
2: Or you're just not going to keep. No, that's no, no, that's not true. Because because I don't think that if they had the money they would keep Tart on this roster
1: versus keeping Hufanga. Like I, I know we, he's a rookie, he's not going to go anywhere, but I'm just saying, like when you look at, to me, the talent is better there. But that's just my opinion.
2: Well, no, so all right, here we go. Watch this, right? Raheem Mostert was averaging ten yards a carry, but they drafted two running backs, not one but two, because he's always injured. The right? same thing about Tart. Tart, when the best coverage. Uh, safeties in the league uh, his intelligence he's he's great in the box he's good in run support like he's good when he's out there but he's always freaking injured and so you go out there and you, and you get his replacement I don't think that you're replacing somebody because you're always better I think you're replacing somebody because they need to just simply be replaced and I, I think that's the case with Tart in, in this situation I think I think just I think that's okay all. All right. We can
1: agree to disagree. It's fine.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, you want me to cut, hit play? You you good? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I cut I cut you off. That's why I'm sorry. I didn't mean to.
1: No, no, no. I kind of went down the path. You know, I was not even talking about Kittle in the conference or presser anymore. So. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> Here we go. We're, we're back at it, guys. Um, I think we're really taking a step forward as a team. You know, week to week. Do
4: you feel this team is hitting a stride right now? Sagan. You feel this team is hitting a stride right now going into this final six weeks?
0: Uh, yes and no. I mean, I thought you know. I think the last two weeks were definitely way cleaner as a whole team performance. Um, our defense got a pick or a turnover early and we didn't respond well as an offense Like we had an opportunity to go down and score and we didn't. Um, and then our offense started going and then we, I think we had the like 21 points in like two minutes or something like that. And then, you know, our special teams, you know, I mean, they're going to say they didn't play at the level they wanted to play that we had a lot of good plays in special teams, but kickoff return for touchdowns tough. And so, but we played at a level where, you know, if one, if one phase wasn't playing well, the other two would pick it up and that's kind of how the last three weeks have been. But, um, I definitely feel like our offense you know we felt a groove there i think we had another 20 play drive which i think that's pretty elite and then our defense stepped up especially when we had a couple losses out there when guys you know we had a couple injuries um but people were stepping up and was it there in the time that we needed them to step up can you pause it mike we had a 20 play drive in this game
1: i'm con- like so maybe i'm just confused <laughs> while i understand the thought process of a 20 yard or 20 20- play drive being a good thing as far as milking the clock from them and you're constantly being productive i don't know that i would say that that's elite an elite drive would be like three passes and you're in the fucking end zone you know to me that's when you're talking about like an elite quarterback that's what an elite quarterback and an elite receiver can do so if you're playing at an elite level your drive should be shorter
2: i think it depends on what you're trying to do so for example right that's what yeah Yeah they have this rule, not a rule, but like, um, it's 40 second play clocks, right? So, if you use every first down from start to finish, you can take two minutes off the clock Mm -hmm. because of these 40 second play clocks. One first down to another first down, if you use all three, it's two minutes. And so, if your team is out there trying to do that if that's the goal of that drive right that's an elite talent and trait most teams can't do you know what i'm saying most teams can't do that now
1: i'm I'm thinking to but when i think about it like when i'm thinking about a football team playing at an elite level you shouldn't need four downs to get the first down you shouldn't need to have three downs to get that first that's like one two would be much better (laughs) but
2: that's if that's if the goal is to score quickly but if even if you're going doing
1: one, two, that doesn't necessarily mean you're scoring quickly unless they're long plays. I don't like the fact that we take three downs to get a first down. I don't, I mean, I, I get the, the drawing it out and burning up the clock and it wears out the defense because we're just bashing them with this running for the most part.
4: Um, but for but- the
2: most part, we don't, though. If you look at a game, we'll, we'll have a game with 27 first downs and only like three of seven conversions on third. We, we, we are a first and second down team. That's usually where our, our money downs are. It's first and second. It's not usually third downs. Like I said, out of 27 first downs. It only be seven attempts on third down.
5: I thought we had
1: like eight or nine on Sunday.
2: Uh, I didn't, I didn't look at Sundays. I mean, I can check that. Though,
1: I could right? be wrong. I don't know. It just seemed like it was a lot of third downs.
2: I know on uh, here we go. Oh, wait, this is the Rams game. I'm looking at the Rams game. I can tell you the Rams game. So I have it pulled up here. Um, So don't get me wrong.
1: I like the process that we're using. I just don't like that he used the word elite for that process. But I understand what you're saying. If that's your process, you want to be good at it.
2: Right. We had 20 first downs against the Rams and 8 of 14 on third downs. So that that one was a lot. That was the Rams. But on Sunday against the Vikings, um, third down efficiency, we were 5 of 12 with 23 first downs. So it must've been the Jaguars game that I was thinking about. Yeah. The Jaguars game, we only converted uh six of 12 and we had a total of 25 first downs. So that's, that's not a lot to, you know, for the long staggering drives. I think that if that's what you're trying to do, what I, what I really look at that is at when you start the game and then the halftime drive, the one going into halftime, that's the one where it really counts is sure. when you can, you got the ball back with seven minutes in the second quarter, and you meticulously, meticulously march down the field and give them the ball back with less than two minutes. That's elite. To do that on purpose is elite. Now, if you're down two scores and you got seven minutes left in the game, to score in one minute, put your defense back on the field, and then you get the ball back, that's elite also to be able to strike quickly. I think it depends on what the situation is for me to call it elite. I I
1: guess that's where I I differ. Like, to me, scoring fast and a lot is elite. Whereas, you when I understand what you're saying, and I agree, I like the way that we're playing. I like wearing out that defense in the first quarter, just just do a long 20 yard, 20 drives, or 20 plays drive to get down there and score. To me, that's great, but I wouldn't call it elite. That's just, I just, I'm it's semantics, I know, but I'm just stuck on that word. Like, I don't consider that. No, I,
2: I get what you're saying. You got to be careful with certain teams that you're going against, also, because the, the Vikings can score quickly. And so every time you score, you put the ball right back in their hands. You're giving them another opportunity to score. Like, let's play keep away and get the point. So, but
1: to be fair, we as a team are not with Jimmy. We're not consistently going to be doing those three play drives either. I mean, it's, he's just not a long ball guy. So he never right. has been. He's not going to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Especially when you lose guys like Mostert. Yeah. Now, Debo were doing a lot after getting the ball in their hands you know so right, right. all right i like it good talk. good talk
4: good honestly when you went over to jimmy after the pick he wanted to tell him to his face you know what he thought instead of over the headset you, you find jimmy responds when in those moments when maybe you gotta look in the eyes that you need to be better all
0: uh, right you gotta ask jimmy that question man i mean i think kyle says everything to our face instead of over the headset he's on the field i don't know you can jimmy will be here in a sec
4: just said you know you guys get away with a lot of holding a a sponsor,
0: or, or oh, yeah, you would describe your run Yeah, uh, hmm. I get away with a lot of holding.
2: You can already see him trying to figure out how not to say something disrespectful, right? Did you, did you see that? Oh, yeah, uh huh, right? Look at the oh yeah, when he's look, look at the smirk on his face. Yep, he hasn't had one of those the whole game. Look at look, the whole
4: just said, you know, you guys get away with a
2: lot
4: of holding. A a sponsor, <laughs> or, or oh, yeah, you would <laughs> yep.
2: Holy shit! Look at this. Look at the reserve this guy is showing.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. You would describe
0: your run blocking.
2: Yeah. All
4: uh, right, tell me to fuck hmm.
2: himself. That's- <laughs> yeah, let me scratch the beard. Let me not get myself fined here. How do I talk to somebody who I might be working
0: for one day? Let me just play this the right way. Right. I get away with a lot of holding. I mean, I think if you're running your feet and your hands and inside, just because a guy spins and flails his arm, it's not holding. He's just flopping. I mean, you can watch plenty of pass plays. I finally got a holding call out there in the pass route. I got hugged and tackled. And I think there are like three of those out there. that don't get called. It's football. You know, refs throw flags, refs don't throw flags. It's just the game. And if you're gonna sit on the sideline and complain about holding the whole time, i tell you guys to make better plays. you
4: are like on a record pace scoring touchdowns in the red zone? You go four for five, I think, today. Is there a great pride in that? And why do you think you're so good in the
0: red zone? Because you have to be. We I mean, if you don't score touchdowns, I mean, because we ended there with like two field goals at the end and we gave Minnesota a chance to come back and win, like you have to score when you're down there um and i thought yeah we did a great great job especially after aziz's interception and then we scored the next play like you just have to score touchdowns if you want to win games everybody in the nfl is good everybody can score but tonight it kind of felt like a, whoever gets a 40-ish first is going to win the game
2: all right so that's it for george kittle um you know i do th- i want to ask you this question <clears throat> this is going to sound like a it's going to sound like i'm bringing up somebody that doesn't need to be brought up but i want to ask you about the presence of Trey Lance, okay? He has not touched the field, but we saw in preseason and we even saw in week one, hell, in week two and maybe even week three, when the offense was struggling to score in the red zone, they called him in to get those touchdowns, and that was like his thing, okay? Then all of a sudden we flipped the switch and we are the most efficient, highest scoring team in red zone since then, without having to go back to Trey Lance, Mm Mm-hmm. Did he spark something, whether it be in Jimmy or other players, to say, "Hey, I got to get this shit done because that kid's waiting to come in here and do it instead"? I mean, or is it a happy coincidence and play calling exchange?
1: I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that it Jimmy probably is motivated, um, if not just for this team, but because he's trying to play for whatever contract he's going to get traded to after this season's over, or if the Niners decide to release him, wherever they. – you know, because I'm assuming there's no team going to trade because they know the 49ers are probably going to release him. They have to cap wise unless they re-sign him under a completely different deal. You know, they'd have to be completely restructured in order to be able to pay the other 30 people we're going to have to bring back. <clears throat> so I think that it's a, uh, it's a little bit of motivation because there's someone on his heels. But I think that part of that is too, he's playing for himself because he's playing for the future, and you know, money he's going to make going forward. Yeah. But I do like the fact that we're higher because we've had plenty of years of struggling in the red zone.
2: <laughs> oh, pl- pl- every year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, were like, we were in the bottom third every year in red zone efficiency. And so for us to have this switch here, and we've had it even in, even in the middle of that losing streak. We were still up there. It's just we weren't getting down there enough. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely paying off. It's good to be one of those teams that when we get down there, we think we can start saying, hey, we're getting in the end zone now. Like, good a, job. Steve. I got a you trade know?
1: conversation for after the show. Sorry, people.
2: <laughs> what happened?
1: Said so, uh, you and I are going to have a trade conversation after the show.
2: Oh, okay. I all got right. asked
1: we- a question the other day, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Cool. Want- I'm not. I'm not ready to air that yet because this crowd will lose their damn minds."
4: <laughs> all
1: right.
2: Okay. I was going to say, all right, we can do this. All right. All right. Cool. No, because it's right.
1: like we'd be in here for another two hours
2: probably. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right, I think this is the last one of the night, right? I think we said we we're only going to do three. Yeah. All right. I mean, we so can do more if you
1: want, but we do. It. That's what we said.
2: I actually haven't seen this one yet. Um, by the way, if you guys haven't listened to all the pressers, you guys can go over to our. Um, you can go over to our podcast wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play. We're, we're in all those places that you can listen to podcasts. And um, all of the pressers from the 49ers are on our podcast feed individually, not the one long-ass two-hour one that they do after the games, Uh, broken up with the headers and the titles. So you guys can go over there and uh, take a a listen over there, okay? Um, Let's do this one here. This is Trey Lance. I mean, listen to me. This is your fault. You did it. (laughs) Um, This is Elijah Mitchell. All right, guys, this is Elijah Mitchell. Let me take it off of mute. And uh here we go.
4: You have a chance to play today. As well as the, you know, what did you have to go through to just get to that point, confidence-wise, where you can
8: play? Like I say, it's just just uh, I just have to go out there and see if I can hold the ball and stuff. But uh, uh, in the middle of the week, I realized that I'll be able to go, So it, so it was all good. What you're using to kind of protect it? That combination of something protecting things. It's like a little plastic, uh, like a little plastic covering, just to make sure they don't get hit. How
4: much did the Vikings? Did you feel like they were trying that?
8: Oh yeah, that was definitely trying to get the ball out, but uh, it wasn't really trying to like hit it or anything like that. Yeah. Did you experience any pain during the game today? with Uh yeah, it had a little pain and stuff, but uh, it turned out all right though.
4: is controlling the plot in these last couple games. Do you feel like this team's trying to hit the strike especially offensively? Oh yeah, most definitely.
8: Uh, like I say, it's big time when you hold the ball for a long time, period of time, run the clock out too. So, uh, we we got to just continue to do that. I don't think there's a goal more yards I guess in the past
4: few. Uh, just were the temps. Were the plays more kind of called or a little more breaking, breaking there? or were a little more dangerous run
8: Uh Definitely. Uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the week about running the ball and it's going to be having some openings. So it, it happened just like that. Toss
4: plays maybe? Yeah, second. toss plays, yeah. Like to talk about uh from other, other guys about your ability to get extra yards. Like when you – looks like you're stuck for no gain and then all of a sudden you got three or you got three and then, oh, no, you got six. And A lot of times when you're fighting for extra yards is when you lose the ball. But you seem to manage to have ball security and get the extra yards. How, how do you – Describe the way that you
8: do that. Really, uh, it just starts in the room. That's just something that uh, our coach, our business coach, Bobby T, uh, expressed a lot. Uh, 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 keep driving and protecting the ball. So it just starts with the mindset, and we always talk about that. Five
4: weeks ago in that, in that Arizona game, you guys ran the ball just nine times, and Kyle Shanahan said that's because that's what the defense dictated. But it seems like in these last few weeks, you guys have been willing to run into heavy boxes and you've been able to have some success. What, what's changed in, in the running game? The last
8: few really, uh, I got to give it up to the O-line and the receivers on the edge and really uh, – Kyle and Mike uh, calling uh, good plays, so uh, it all plays out really good.
4: Kyle mentioned that your vision, he thinks, is maybe your strongest attribute—just seeing holes, cutting back. Has that always been the case? Is that something you've been very conscious of throughout college and now in the NFL? Or can you kind of explain why you're good at that?
0: Uh
8: yeah, uh, like I said, I, that's just you're running back, so it's just you gotta have vision. So it's just something that I've been having. But uh, like I say, we expressed that in the running back room too, having vision. Bobby T. He expressed that, so uh, that, that's a big thing for me.
4: I'm sure you had, like, 30 carries in games in college, 30 touches or whatever in the NFL. Does your body feel differently after 30 carries in the NFL than it did in college the day
8: after? Uh, you're definitely going to be sore after uh, 30 carries. So, but, uh, like I said, you just, it's all about taking care of your body, and that's something that I've been trying to do and uh, just ask the vets and stuff about that. So I've been doing a very good job of just taking care of my body even after the game too.
4: Basically as a running back the last few weeks. Do you feel like that's helped you at all? Oh yeah, most
8: definitely. Uh Debo, man, he's he's incredible, man. Just the way you run the ball. He's a he's a running back to me. But uh but yeah, most
6: definitely. Well, what's your mindset like during the game? Because you come out to a press conference, you're really calm, but then we see you in the game, and once you're running with that ball, you become like a demon, just going in your feet or just moving.
8: Uh really. it's just this a different mindset on the field. Uh I just whoever's in my way, I just try to just run the ball and run over him. If anything, i run by him. So uh, it's just a mindset that I have, and I'm gonna continue to have that.
4: Thank
2: you. Hmm. He does pressers the way he plays. Yeah. He's straight to the point. Like there's no <laughs> there's no beating around the bush, ask a question. Look, look, look.
1: Well I don't think he has a narrative. You know, he's like, okay, I'm here,
2: ask me the questions and I'll give you the answers. <laughs> interesting man he's a, he's a he's an interesting young man like i want to know his personality you don't you can't pick up on his personality at all in he was just there for business and all right i gotta go see you he looks to the side yeah that's it okay and then like they just pulled him out like i was, yep.
4: was over
1: that's
2: he's very- wearing his
1: uh snaky version of a starter's jacket basically I and mean, he seems like a very humble dude
2: yes yeah so and what, what other takeaways did you have from him
1: nothing I, obviously he speaks better than kyle does Um, (laughs) so I don't know if he's had more time in front of the podium somewhere, but he obviously, you know, if he took speech class or something in, in college, then obviously that, uh, must have been beneficial, something somewhere along the lines, the young man learned how to speak in public and, um, he can do it fairly well. And like you said, he answers the questions directly. You're not getting a run around story or some side comments like you would from George, you know, so it's, it's a little bit different of a presser. He, He, but he also hasn't had time to get his name to be blown up so that he's dealing with these pressers right. all the time either yet. So we'll see.
4: Right.
2: We'll watch right. him mature
1: in the league. We'll see what happens.
2: He got the presser due he to He could the be Marshawn Lynch
1: line. too. <laughs> you know, he could just – I'm here because <laughs> they told me I had to be here so I don't get fined. <laughs> you know, he may turn into that. Who knows?
2: Right. This pressure was due to his stat line, not because of, hey, you're Elijah Mitchell. They all want to hear from you. Right. Like right. George Kittle just did that presser. Did, did he have three catches in that game?
1: I think he was maybe – I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't know.
2: I, I I'd be surprised if he had three catches. I like
1: thought that. he only had three targets.
2: George Kittle, he had one catch for thirteen years. That's that, that's my point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he's out there just because.
1: Right. He's a fa- he's one of the faces of the team. He's yeah. You know, that's like when they have Bosa come out. Now, I I love Bosa's play, but he's not. It's not that he's not articulate. He just doesn't exude the same sort of confidence when he's behind the podium as than he does when he's on the field.
2: You want you want to do a bosa? Huh? You want to do a bosa? I got I already watched that earlier today. (laughs) Bosa is a funny dude, by the way, man. He he's he's one of the best. So let's not let's not get it twisted. You know, uh I love what he does, but man, listening to him hurts. It really does. Uh but I love him. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's good for the brand. Uh the the other ones that were out there were Aziz um you had Juwan Jennings and one of his first pressers. Uh, you had Debo out there also. I was surprised they brought Debo out there following the injury. I thought that was strange. I didn't think that, that they would have put him to the podium. But Debo was out there. He had a two-minute one. Uh, Al Shayer had a four-minute one. And Juwan Jennings had a three-minute one. Do you want to do you one of those? I know you said you don't want to do Bosa.
1: No, you can do whatever you want. I'm, I'm good for whatever. Like I haven't been on the show in a while, so we can talk about whatever. You can start up another presser if you want. do not matter to me.
2: Yeah, let's. Uh, I tell you what, since he got injured, let's let's do Bosa's. I mean Bosa's. Um, listen to me, Samuel Debo. Debo. Yeah, let's do let's do Debo's uh, because he got injured. And I just one, I couldn't believe that they did it, but it'll be short also. So let's have some fun with this one here. Uh, Debo Samuel, ladies and gentlemen. He uh
1: and he got his flash from Emmanuel Sanders. Like he's God, all kind of blinged out and yeah. <laughs> Wearing chains uh, and big Versace coat or whatever brand it is that he was wearing.
2: <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All right. Debo. All right. Full screen. And oh, shit. I did it again. All
4: right. Okay. <laughs> Something goes wrong, you usually can feel it right away. What what happened
7: on that play? What did what did you feel? That- uh my groin got kind of tight uh once I went to make a move. So I was just like, uh let's not make nothing any worse. And that's why I just went down. What's your level of concern about it? Now? Uh not too much concern. Uh got MRI and stuff in the morning. We just go see how it goes.
6: You shared a kind of emotional moment with D'Amico Ryan's there on the sideline when you're walking around after the injury. Was there anything he said to you in particular? Uh,
7: basically just keep my head up. Uh, kind of went in a dark spot when I uh wasn't able to keep playing. So you know how that goes with with injuries. But uh, just like all the guys, was like just keep your head up. You'll be all right. Just that in the third, and that's all it was. Well,
6: after a few plays, I saw a spot when I uh, went around after the injury. Was there anything he said? A kind of emotional moment with D'Amico Ryan's there on the sideline when you're.
2: Emotional moment with D'Amico Ryans?
1: That's what she said. Why him? Maybe Wes doesn't communicate well with Debo. I don't know.
2: So they send the defensive coordinator to I talk don't think it
1: was somebody who was sent to him. I think it's probably more so in the player slash now coach, his demeanor to go speak to somebody who's been injured, especially when they're playing at a level like that. So I think that's just – Part of D'Amico's character.
7: Stuff in the morning, we just go see how it goes. You shared
6: a kind of emotional moment with D'Amico Ryan's there on the sideline when you're walking around after the injury. Was there anything he said to you in
7: particular? Uh, basically just keep my head up. Uh, kind of went in a dark spot when I uh, wasn't able to keep playing. So you know how that goes with with injuries. But uh, just like all the guys, was like just keep your head up. You'll be all right. Just that in the third, and that's all it was
6: place i saw you giving water water to elijah mitchell and he, <laughs> what was that moment like obviously you got to stay in the game you got to keep motivating your your <laughs> teammates somehow
7: oh uh, i just you know what i'm saying uh i would want him to do the same thing if i was ran the ball like seven times in a row and can't breathe so <laughs> he came over to the side and i was like hey let me get a water bottle and you know what i'm saying just give him some water put it down his neck let him get a little breather and just get back out there and play all runners have,
4: have different styles how would you describe elijah's style kyle was talking about how the He'll look at a call; and he'll think it's second and ten. Then he'll find out no, it's second and six. You know, because he went for four yards, and he didn't think he was going to get any. What What do you think about the way he runs? And I bad?
7: just feel like uh, Elijah is all around back. Uh, he can catch the ball out the backfield. He can play like he two hundred and forty pounds, and he runs like one hundred and ninety pounds. You got the speed. He's he got the physicality, and he got the mindset. He's just a great overall back.
4: What have you learned about Juwan Jennings over these last few weeks? It's- and how he's allowed himself to be in position to
7: make plays like that? Touchdown um, Juwan is, uh, the moment is never too big for Juwan. Um, at practice all week, the energy that you see out there in the game is what he brings to the meeting rooms, uh, walkthroughs, the practice, um, and we know, like, his time is going to come for him to come out there and go make plays.
4: how good is it to to get your 1,000 yard per season? 1,000 season.
7: I mean, it, it felt good, but it also felt good to get the win, too. All right, guys. Thanks, Debo. We got
0: a team for you.
2: Brian, do you think that Debo uh, meets with the the running backs room and Bobby Turner?
1: The way they've been talking about him this week, it seems like he probably spends time in both rooms. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't know that he's – I don't know that the plays that he's playing out of the backfield were specifically drawn up for running backs, but obviously he spends a lot of the time starting in the backfield, right? Whether it's a short pass from Jimmy or – or, you know, a pitched, you know, or whatever. And he's – because he does rushing. So, I mean, I would assume that he has to meet with Bobby T as well. But I don't know. I am just yeah, because it doesn't – Wes doesn't seem like the guy you would go to for that information.
2: <laughs> hmm. So, what I'm trying to gather right now is the type of player Debo is. So, you hear that after the injury, he's walking the sideline side, side line, a little upset and he's being comforted by our defensive coordinator.
1: Who's currently probably not doing anything because the offense is on the field.
2: True, very true. But it's still the defensive coordinator, right? It's so, all right, cool, he's getting comfort from them.
1: Might go to show how tight that team is too.
2: <laughs> well, and that's the other point, is that when the offense is on the sideline, he's the one giving water to Elijah Mitchell.
1: That was amazing. When I saw that, it made me feel so happy that he was doing that. Right. It's because he's a, being attentive, understanding what what Elijah's putting his body through and what will hopefully make him mm-hmm. give him that rest or reprieve. Let's pour some water down the back of your jersey. Let's get you hydrated, you know, whatever, just to make you more comfortable after being the workhorse like that, you know?
2: Right. Right. And so that 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 like it's putting me it's putting me in a, in a, in a place of this team is really, really close. I, th- I think the team is closer than what even we would expect from the outside looking in uh, for what we f- could hope for, you know, you, you have a, a wide receiver talking to the defensive coordinator and being comforted, supported by him, who then in turn goes and supports the running back. And this is like the running back that was way down the depth chart. You know what I'm saying? This isn't just, this isn't Raheem Mostert. This isn't, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this isn't even Trey Sermon who was the one picked in the third or whatever it was like, this is, this the six round guy right here. Hey, what's up, man? Here you go. Like you're killing it out there. Keep it up. Keep going. Um, I think it speaks to the unity on this team, man. Right. I really, really do, man. I, I think it's crazy. You know, he said he said, uh, you know, when you can't go back out there, you get to a dark place. You know what that's like. It, it's weird. He said that to Tracy Sandler. I'm not sure she knows what that's like, but if you've ever done anything competitive before and you get hurt and you can't be out there to help your team, that's the worst feeling ever, ever. I don't care if you're in a kickball game and you know that you could be in the outfield and oh, I would have caught that. You know what I mean? Like as soon as you see something happen that says I would have been able to do that or I would have made sure that that didn't happen. It's like, damn it, man. Like, you know, you start to not only like, are you mad that you're injured? It's like I should have done something better or I could have. You know what I mean? Like you start putting some stuff, some weight on yourself. Um, I don't know. I like I, I like I that pressure. It was short was very, very brief. Uh, but I, I I got a lot from it. I got a lot from it. I think that Debo is um the team player, the ultimate team player. And he's someone who's out there having fun. You can clearly tell that um he did not want to be hurt. You know, yeah. and then his awareness of his injury also was another thing that was very surprising to me. And um, that
1: goes to speak to our scouting guys, you know, because they're we Debo's not the only one. I mean you got Debo, you got Kittle, you got both so these guys are just they love the game, and you don't see that on all the other teams. I mean, you see guys who love, like Chase Young, obviously seems to love the game too. But you don't see it across the league. A lot of guys are just in it for the money. You know, uh, it just it it boggles my mind um, how good our our scouting department is at finding people. I don't know what their questioning bank that they go through to find out, you know, the mentals on these kids. But they've done a very good job. You know, you got Warner loves playing jennings loves playing i mean that seems to be like one of their biggest things football has to be your number not your number one priority but you have to love the game you know in order to get drafted by the 49ers that's kind of where it seems like
2: yeah yeah you know a guy like davion clowny would have never made it on this team no so I, I, I think that's incredible like you know what, exactly what you're talking about uh watching these guys come from uh where they come from and then like their love for the game you know uh, imagine i can't play football and you go into a dark place like that's your mindset is that you immediately go to a dark place because you can't get out there on the field? I think that's saying something, man. I think that's special. I really do. I think that's special. And um it's not it's not to be overlooked. Like you said, we got to put a value on that. We really do. Um I saw a comment here. I missed it. it says that uh Elijah Mitchell grew up. Watching Barry Sanders. No, yeah, there's a
1: good bunch of people. They're like, Yeah, it wasn't even born when he was. Yeah, I was gonna say, No, no, he
2: didn't. I barely watched Barry Sanders, and I've got to be at least 10 years older than Elijah Mitchell. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It's cool, it's a nice thought, right? It's it's good, but nah, he I'm not saying that he's never seen him before, but he didn't grow up watching him. That's just that's just different. Um, here we go. Uh Rx824 with the 499 contribution play jennings presser please i need him to be our kendrick born now he's looking fire with the pats a couple touchdowns and a couple games for kendrick born i think he had two last week i understand that you know um and kb was my guy you guys know i stood up for kb all the time on the show my dog still my dog that's my guy uh but i tell you what though we got some time left brian if you're not in a rush uh we're not quite at the two hour mark yet we can do juan jennings uh, presser it was only three minutes so Sure. Uh, if you got time, I got time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's early for me.
2: Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, I'm going to work tomorrow for the first day of this week, so I'll uh I'll be okay. All right. Let's go ahead and do this one. Then um, let's do uh Juwan Jennings. Boom and boom. Unmute,
5: boom.
4: What, what aspect of playing wide receiver
5: do you enjoy most? Uh just being on the field. Uh just being out there, just with guys like Jimmy, Kittle, D-
2: Right away. Did you hear what the question was? Yeah. This goes back to exactly what we were just talking about with Debo. Right. Guys who just love the game. He said, yeah. what, what aspect of playing wide receiver do you love the most? Just being on the field. Being out there and
1: playing. <laughs> I mean,
2: because <laughs> is- when it all comes down to it, I mean, we think,
1: maybe you don't, but I, I think about it all, a lot. I'm like, it's literally just a game. Like, they're just playing a game. They're out there. They should be having fun. I understand that they're – they have paychecks and they want to get to a Super Bowl and teams have aspirations and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, it's just a game that we get really pissed off that millionaires play.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And like they're they're just they're pure joy for it mm-hmm. and want they they de- forget their joy, their desire to do it. These are guys also on rookie contracts. Right. These aren't the guys getting paid the big bucks. To be, well, that's not true because Kittle. Kittle is one of those guys when you talk about Kittle, but Bosa Jennings,
1: they're still making millions.
2: <laughs> they're no Jennings, have,
1: Debo made over a million dollars. Well, not in California because he'd been taxed the crap out of about
2: say, no, he didn't. Three years, um, he's at like
1: remember. 1.2 million, something like that for this year.
2: And Bosa, well, it's like Bosa, six
1: million or something, nine million,
2: yeah. <laughs> Bosa's up there, but you know, but these guys are like, I mean, come on, they're down there, man. This is this is not like the Nick, this isn't George Kittle, 15 million a year. Right, they're not. They're not getting that.
1: Right, they're not making you know the huge salaries, but these guys are still making more than we make in a year out oh,
2: there busting our humps. Yeah, no, every, every the practice squad is making. Well, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Let's 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 start this thing again. Here we go.
4: what aspect of playing wide receiver do you enjoy most?
5: Uh, just being on the field, uh, just being out there, just with guys like Jimmy Kittle, Debo, shit, Frey, It goes on and on. You know, just. This shit is still a, excuse my language, still a dream come true. Why what, what do you think things have sort
4: of clicked for you in the last few weeks and you've become a bigger part of the offense? Uh,
5: just Just going to practice every day and uh, just going hard as I can, you know, trying to perfect my craft. You know, I got Wes helping me out, you know, week in, week out on a daily basis, trying to, you know, get my routes as, as perfect as they can be. And uh, as you saw today, still, still got, you know, room to get better.
4: Catch. how often have you practiced that
5: route and like how like how far back you know so we, we practice all the routes we run in the game a bunch of times and you know on that route right there is just that's what I was talking about where I can get better is I, I got to be able to bring that down and you know and that's just something I'm keeping uh keeping my mind as we go oh the one that counted okay where your mind's uh, this is It's the years. same. Same, same, man. Just going to practice. We rep that play a, a thousand times as well. You know, I've caught that ball a thousand times from Jimmy and um you know, we capitalized when we needed it the most, and you know, it was a great ball from Jimmy and uh, I was just able to bring it in. In the red zone
6: that you really enjoy that extra pressure down
5: there. Uh, uh I think I just love it all the same. Just honestly, I love it all the same, you know. As a receiver, that's what we do. We love to score, so it comes with it. But like I said, I just love playing the game. You seem so you know, nice and like up there, but <laughs> on the field you
4: play with a chip on your shoulder.
5: Yes, sir. That,
4: how do you do that?
5: Um, it just comes from, you know, just growing up. You know, just, I remember, you know, like it was yesterday uh, six years old and walking past the baseball field and people are playing football and they're tackling, you know, like, it's just part of the game I always loved about it, you know, ever since a little boy. And to be able to still play this game is just all glory to God. And you know, I'm just thankful to get this win on my team today. It means a lot. <laughs> it means a lot. You know, like it's just part of the game I always loved about it, you know, ever since a little boy. And like it was yesterday, uh, six years old and walking past a baseball field and people are playing football and they're tackling. You know, like it's just part of the game I always loved about it, you know, ever since a little boy. And to be able to still play this game is just all glory to God. And you know, I'm just thankful to get this win on my team today. It means a lot. <laughs> it means a lot. Yeah,
6: how exciting is it to have finally turned the kind of turn the season around? You guys are now in playoff position, you know, well on your way and on to game, game in Seattle.
5: It's very exciting, you know, you know, to see the position we are in right now. But um, you know, it was two teams in that position today. And uh for us to come out and get that win, it was big, but you know, we can't, we can't go to sleep. You know, I can't be satisfied. Got to go back to work. You know, I got a game next week.
6: All right, thank you, all. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Very nice.
2: He said, being a kid, walking past the baseball field, watching them play tackle football.
1: Yeah, well, we- you got to play where you got to play. Some parks don't have a football field or a soccer field, so.
2: I guess you can be like the Raiders
1: and just play on a half of a baseball diamond.
2: That's true. <laughs> I, I I thought he misspoke for a second. I had to run that back. Like, wait, what? But maybe maybe he was right. Maybe that's maybe that's what he meant to say, man. Uh Your thoughts from this guy, man. I, I like I like it. I like him. I oh like yeah, him I mean,
1: obviously, you know, I I I included him as part of my six um when I when the season before the season even started I thought that he would have a a decent role on this this team but again you know hats off to the scouting department for finding these kids that just love the game and you can genuinely see that in his presser you know if just the way he answers the questions you know and and reflecting back to you know this has been a childhood still I'm still living the dream or it's still a fantasy that I'm even here you know it's hard to believe that 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 he got that far he's having a hard time recognizing that you know when your dreams come true you know that it's beyond belief i mean um i don't know for you i mean i when i was in the military i got put into a position where you know i went to do something that had a 60% failure rate and i was able to accomplish that and it was like a huge deal for me i mean it wasn't like a childhood dream it wasn't like something i always wanted to do but just having a goal like that in front of you and it's something that takes several years to accomplish you know it's it's monumental and it's sometimes it's hard to fathom, you know, even to understand. Um, and so that's probably in the position he's in, but I just love that. I love his playing style. And, and I hope great things for him, not just because he's a Niner, but just because he loves the game. And that's why I watch football for guys who love the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You get to see their passion come out. It's, it's, it's something different. It's something special. Uh, he's not a rookie. So gamer for life. We just want to remind you, this is his second year on the team, not his first year. So, uh, just keep that in mind, but he is, he's very, he's a good player for the team. Uh, I like that. And yeah, I did. RX, I, I did, man. We had a baseball field. We had a, we had a designated baseball field where I grew up. It designated football field where I grew up. We actually had two football fields in my high school. Um, and we had the pool and volleyball courts. And I mean, we, we, I grew up in a, in a really nice neighborhood well, where I graduated from, I should say. Um, I, I grew up or graduated from a very nice neighborhood. I lived in one city with my mom and traveled to my grandmother's house for school. So uh, I got kind of the best of both worlds there. Got the got the you know know the street life on one side and then go to school in the better area. That's what you know we did. And I was driving mom's minivan, you know, 15 minutes up the highway to go to the to the suburbs. To uh, no, it wasn't a private school. It was, it was a public school private school education and very high taxes and things like that. And everybody lived in a house that cost millions in that, in that township. So, um, no, I, I, I had a good, I had a good, no complaints here. Um, but you know, I just, I don't know, man, I guess I never crossed my mind, you know, and it's weird because in Trenton where, where my mom lived, like we played on, we played football in the concrete parking lot. Like, you know, like, but, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily tackle it wasn't not tackle right but it also wasn't tackle i don't i don't know how to explain yep. it you know um it was it's different it was, it Two it was hand, different. really
1: hard push to the ground
2: yeah, yeah Seriously. Or it, and we would even like bring people to the ground but it wasn't you didn't have to tackle i don't know it was like right. unspoken. it was like unspoken rules we're gonna go out here we're gonna run some routes and play catch and running backs and all that stuff and no one had tags you know you can go to dicks and buy the the tags to pull yeah, off we didn't have that back then yeah we, we didn't do that if, <laughs> you if, had to if, steal yeah.
1: mom's dish rags and stuff for that.
2: <laughs> right we, we would find trash cans either the end zones like these are the boundaries you know what i'm saying like we cones or the the buckets the crates like that's that's how we did it you know so um i just i don't know for whatever reason like hearing him say walk past the baseball field and seeing people play football you know uh, it was something different you No, know? um david coke coca Says, love you guys. Send a shout out to the New Mexico faithful, New Mexico. Thank you guys, man. We appreciate you guys, man. Thank Absolutely. you all for for rocking with us, man. You guys are great. Thank you so much. uh This has been a lot of fun, man. I've had a lot of fun on this episode, man. Brian, man, I missed you, bro, man. This has been a good one, man, for real. um Do you have any thoughts that you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, man? I mean, we we, we just crossed the two hour mark. We can do some final thoughts if you'd like. I'm gonna go take some pills. Uh, I just got out the hospital the other night, and I my back was so messed up man but um yeah uh, let me you know what let me i can ask you this question sure right it's not about 49 or so this is gonna be something i should have asked you off camera but i'm here now so i have you know like a pinched nerve or something like that going on yep. in my back and they gave me a shot in my butt shot in my arm they gave me these lidocaine patches um some 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 pills i don't remember donna donna some shit. i don't i don't know what these pills are called something else for back pain right And I'm afraid to take all this shit because I feel like your body tells you, hey, this hurts, stop doing it. It's like a sensory, right? Like, don't do that. But if I'm taking all this shit to cover up what's hurting, doesn't that mean I can still do what's hurting my body and make it worse because I can't feel it?
1: Well, I'm sure that they told you in your discharge instructions that you're supposed to rest and not do things that you would normally be doing while you're on this medication, don't operate heavy equipment, all those kind of things, Mike. So you shouldn't be lifting heavy stuff. Like you know, you're the manager now. You should be having your minions do all that stuff.
2: No, it's just, I. I didn't. I didn't go to work today. Well, okay. I went. I went on a couple of stops. I'm still on call. So after five thirty, I went and did a, a small tank delivery. Right, like no no hospital beds or anything like that. But uh, I took the day off of work. But, but I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say I couldn't walk.
1: It's like, like I, a like a try, type I, delivery. Like you need a
2: no 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 no. Like I'm I'm talking about what the reason i went to the hospital i woke up in the morning i was in excruciating pain i couldn't walk from my bedroom to my front door like standing up straight it was like a shooting pain down my back and my leg like i just couldn't do it so i got in the work van i at least wanted to go to the office to punch in i couldn't make it every bump in the road every little hiccup like it was it was just bad so i was like i'm going to the hospital right i get these pills in me i can walk to the bathroom okay I still feel it, but it's nowhere near as bad as what it was. And I'm wondering if I'm making something worse while using these medications and these pills.
1: Since you've been given the medication, have you had a period of time where you haven't been taking the medication? No. So you've been on them consistently since they shot you up? Hell yeah. So tomorrow when you go to work will be your first day off of the meds?
2: No, I'm still going to put the lidocaine patch on my back.
1: Okay, that's not going to affect anything.
2: not i'm not taking any muscle relaxers because i'm driving
1: right that's where i was going (laughs) um
2: but there is there they gave me another pill for my back that's not a muscle relaxer i'm going to take that also
1: so i don't know how how uh we need to block that whatever that is but um um i'm not sure because I don't know your medical background and stuff like that. But for me, like I go see a DO instead of an MD. I like a doctor of osteopathy better than I like a medical doctor. Still, they can do the same things, different type of schooling. Um, but my DO, when I threw out my back, I literally bent over my bed because at the like halfway across, there's a dimmer switch. So you can turn on the the light that's in the in the headboard. And I literally put my right hand down on the bed and reached across, tapped the light and basically fell down to the bed because I couldn't move. Like my back just went out. And it took me a good five minutes to stand back up, just to stand up, not move, just stand up. And so um, I had to go back in for my thyroid anyway to get refills. And I saw my DO and he was like, well, let me do an adjustment on you. So we went in, we did all the, the heat and everything to heat everything up. And he did the twisting and all these other things. But then he went down and he looked at my feet and he's like, you know, your right foot is like an inch shorter than your left foot right now, or your left leg, excuse me. And he just was like, loosened up and tugged. And I felt this, burr in my you know, the bottom of my, my lumbar spine. And uh, within two days, even I didn't even need the medication. I was like, I'm good to go. I could walk, do everything. Like I've thrown out my back before, and it's been like several weeks of recovery, but I've never had anybody try to do an adjustment because I was like, I'm in too much pain for you to be doing that kind of stuff. But he's old school, ex-military doctor. He didn't care. He was just like, sit down, burr, burr, you know, and then when he pulled on my foot and just it stretched out my spine. And then after that, I just like, cause it's all muscular. So I don't know exactly what it did, but um, yeah, it felt much better after that happened. So I, I don't know. Maybe a chiropractor might be in order for you.
2: Maybe, maybe man, I might, I might have to check it out, man. I have to go see something because I, I don't know what happened. Like I said, I couldn't, I was laying in bed and I couldn't turn one way or the other without trying to figure, like, I, it was so bad trying to go to work. So my wife and I, we didn't get to an argument, but like, it was like, eh, like it was like a little standoff, like Derek's going to be late for school. And I'm like, I know, shut up. (laughs) I put my slippers on, no socks, just went to the car. Like I got in the car, all painful, drove him to school, came back. And uh, she's like, let me help you put, let me help you put your socks. I'm like, no, I don't want your help. She leaves for work. And then as soon as she leaves, it's me and the baby. Cause I, I, you know. Apes, come help Daddy put his socks on. Come here. Like I had to have my my three year old because I couldn't I couldn't bend over far enough to reach my foot and lift it up and it's like whatever was going on in my back was just yep. not allowing me to move at all, man. It was crazy. I've,
1: I've been there. The first time I had that happen, I was probably about twenty seven years old, and I was like, oh my. Actually, that's not even true. The first time I had happen was when I was at Okinawa, so I'd have been like twenty three. But um, yeah, it was. I've had long chronic pain since then, but I do a lot of core strengthening. I mean, even though I'm a fatter dude, I try to do a lot of core workouts because I know how bad that can be. And mm-hmm. when I did that earlier this year, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like I I don't think I've ever thrown it out to the point where I couldn't move. Like I've been in pain, but not, I was physically unable to move. I like had to use my extremities. to I couldn't just stand up. There was no way that was going to happen. I had to like push myself back up to a standing position. So I'm holding onto right. the bed, onto the, head, the headboard, onto the dresser. Finally, get myself, you know, up. I'm like, Heather, go get my cane from whatever the kids used it for—some costume or some stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to walk around with the damn thing for two days. And then I finally got in to see the DO, and he cracked that thing. And I was like, "That's way better." Yeah, it wasn't a nerve; it was just completely muscular. Whatever I did, yeah. yours could be. If they gave you, they gave you a shot. I'm assuming they had some sort of anti-inflammatory purposes, probably there, um, and pain, obviously.
2: Yeah. They said that they think it's a pinch, a pinch nerve. I didn't have to do an x-ray or anything like that. They just, like I said, I sat in the waiting room for mad long. Uh, and you should, I I was getting on my own nerve. I couldn't sit for too long. Yeah, It bothered me. I couldn't stand for too long. It bothered me. I would like try to kneel and lean on something. It bothered me. Like it was just so bad. So I ended up like just waiting, you know, Is it just all it? lower back. It's, it's all, it starts in the same exact spot, lower, right. on um, My right, like right above my butt like the top of my butt.
1: And do you get um, any shooting pains down your legs? Uh, yes. That's the sciatic yeah. nerve right there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Shooting down my right leg, man. Yep. It, it was absolutely terrible, man. Absolutely terrible, man. Um, they, they're saying how I was walking. No. Yeah, it wasn't happening. Like, it, no, <laughs> not at all. Like, it was just like, you're like taking steps and just boop right to your legs because your body just shuts you down. Like, it was it was bad.
1: No, but I saw so you sent the picture. So I know you were using the tens. You know, that stuff is, you know, yeah. That's all good too. That, I mean, I thought
2: I, and that's what, that was my problem. It's like the tens unit, I thought that was gonna help. That's what me, let me know it wasn't like muscular because it didn't help.
1: Yeah. Well, if you're um, having pain that's going down your leg, that's definitely sciatic. So if you pinched right. your sciatic nerve in your pelvic girdle or something, then
2: yeah. And that that this 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 lidocaine patch, uh, it's one for your nerves, not for your muscles. And that did offer with the pills and all that stuff that they gave me, forget it.
1: I had a guy that that um, worked that came to work for us who uh, here at the state who was ex-army. Um, and so obviously with the veterans benefits, he, he got to go use an acupuncture and he had back problems. He started going to acupuncture like once a month and he, his back problems from whatever happened to him while he was in the army gone. I was like, dude, Eastern medicine so cool. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we got to get out of our own way. And a lot of times it's the same shit, just different ways of administrating it, you know? Right, uh, right. So we got we got to get out, get out get out, of our own way sometimes, you know? We sit there and look at, all oh, look, that's witchcraft or whatever, whatever. It's all the same shit. Some people turn it into a paste. They get the same plant, the aspirin plant, grind that shit up, turn it into a paste and rub it on your body. Some people make you ingest it. Some people stick it in with needles and acupuncture. It's all the same stuff, man. We just... You got to like stop thinking that the one way is the right way and all that. You know what I'm saying? So i go back to work tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be my first day. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, We'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. So
1: um, as we get ready here, you are asking about final thoughts, those kind of things. Um, I'm not necessarily going to give you any final thoughts other than my normal, you know, be good to each other. You know, we're going to have differing opinions and whatnot. But I will leave you with this. I'll give you guys some of the insight that I'm going to talk to Mike about here in a second. So it wasn't – while I was in Hawaii, but on vacation. Um, and it was only because I had Niner gear on. Not Somebody didn't walk up to be going like, Brian, you're from N- nothing but Niners. Not somebody recognized me or anything like that. Just had a guy ask me, come up and start talking about the 49ers. And so I, you know, talking, whatever, didn't say anything about the show. Didn't, not that I have a specific opinions. I was just kind of feeling the guy out for what he was talking about. And my immediate response to the question he asked me was, hell no. I'll leave you with that. The question that he asked was if the season continues the way it's going and we get to the point where we could be a Super Bowl team and go to the Super Bowl, right? Because of the quarterback pool from the upcoming class not being so great, do you think we can get three firsts for Trey Lance? I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to talk about anything else. It's good to be back. If you want to know more about the conversation that Mike and I will have after this, see us on Thursday.
2: <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, good teaser. Good teaser. All right. Um my final thoughts are going to be this, man, guys. Uh it's a long season. We still got 6 games left. Uh and a lot can happen, man. I mean, just think the Niners could finish this season 12 and 5. Right? That's the positive. That's the like absolute best case scenario. Worst case scenario finish the season 6 and 11 right I got a we're going to feel I'm gonna end up somewhere in the middle somewhere around that 10 win mark uh, it's probably how we're gonna f- finish this season uh, but we'll be here for every step of the way the Niners are likely and in a good situation right now to make the postseason based off of the strength of schedule the teams that we have left I think I think we play two teams with running winning records for the remainder of the season and that is Cincinnati Nope, three, Cincinnati, Tennessee, and the Rams. We have a third game with the Rams here. Uh, So we'll see. These teams are trending in different directions. The Rams haven't won since we beat them. Cincinnati is on a win streak, and Tennessee is on a losing streak, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I like the they haven't won since they got OBJ and Von Miller.
2: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, that that makes you feel better, right? Right. We built a cohesive unit unit
1: that's been outstanding. Let's bring in these two
2: outsiders. (laughs) Yeah, and and, and let them go downhill. Exactly. So, uh, you know, the things are are trending in the right direction for the Niners. And uh, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We probably finish somewhere between 10 and 11 wins. I doubt that we run the table. Uh, just because it's just football numbers. It doesn't make sense, so uh, we'll see what happens. But, guys, man, either way, we will be here every step of the way, pregame shows, during the game, overreaction, halftime, and everything in between. So make sure you guys are locked in, all right? Turn on all those notifications and subscriptions. And that's going to do it for us tonight, man. I'm your guy, 49 Mike underscore NFL. To my right is my guy, Brian. He is Stater underscore Niner. And that's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys. Thank you all for rocking out with us. Brian, let's go home, man. Prepare for glory
1: anticipate pain
2: but always remain faithful we're out of here guys peace
7: we all gas no brakes pumped up no fakes we spinning we winning we high stakes we never miss we all makes look at us dudes trying to prove bringing you news with nothing to lose Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne Method Man we bring the pain see I'ma confess it We under the pressure. If you' looking to find us, we' them nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but but niners. but niners. but niners.